Moto One Podcast Network. Welcome to Creative Writing, America's weird uncle of motorcycle podcasts. We're the big sounding podcast with the tiniest following. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more details, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to your crazy, crazy show. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I feel it already. God, better turn this off. Everybody, welcome back to another fabulous episode of your favorite motorcycle podcast uh, from a very small, small uh, studio coming to you from East Los Angeles. This is episode, anybody, anybody? No clue. Yeah, it's like 2.30 or, mm-hmm. no, it's like 2.20. There you go. 2.22, I'm going to go with that. Okay. I don't <laughs> think it is, but it's close. This is episode 208. Of the wow. Great, 209, actually. 209, so you weren't too far off. Creative Random Motorcycle Podcast. Uh, listen, as a disclaimer, the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants that do not reflect the policy position or opinions of the Creative Writing uh, Podcast, the Moto One Podcast Network, any of our affiliates. The opinions on this show are the respected participants and are not intended to malign anyone or anything, even GSX 1100 G-Riders. Whoa. <laughs> it's going to take a lot to offend those guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those guys have <laughs> thick skin. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Junk Meister. Joining me to my left is the trusty companion and co-host, as, as usual, Mr. Weiglins. Weiglins? Mr. Wiglins. Scott Wieland is here. <laughs> Scott Wieland from Stone Temple Pilots is in the in the studio tonight. Back from the grave? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Stone yeah. Temple yeah, Scott Wiggins is here from Stone Temple. He did that other band for a while, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Lucy's Fur Coat. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, and they did that like super group thing. The super group here. And then on my other side is the one and only sweet talker, Brady Walker. Oh, uh, hello, hello. Hi. You know what? I totally forgot to um, prep you guys for this part of the show, but uh, yeah, I wanted to do something. You know, today's Valentine's Day. No. Oh, you, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. And it, yeah. No. I, I hope you guys didn't forget your cards. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. I hope, yeah. That's okay. We all fuck up once in a while. And Valentine's Day is the day when I usually fuck up royally. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. And I totally forgot about this, too. But we're going to go around a little bit later in the show after we've been uh, greased up and have some libations and have a little bit more time to think. I want you to think of some slick pickup lines or dirty talking. We're going to do dirty talking, sweet walking with a sweet talker, Brady Walker <laughs> oh my for Valentine's day, a pickup line that you would use to get, uh, you know, someone hooked, uh, on your motorcycle, you know, no, what am I saying to get, pick someone up if you're on your motorcycle, a motorcycle related pickup line, I guess what I'm trying to say. That was right. really hard for me to say that for some reason. I think I follow what you're saying. Yes. I hope so. Because that was an awful pickup line. 
<laughs> and oh, I think uh, they're, they're supposed to be bad, right? Yeah. Well, okay. the, the worse, the better, in my I'm opinion. I'm going to mix them up on the spot then. Nice. I had some last year and I forget, or no, a couple years ago because you weren't the co host yet. And they were, I thought they were funny, but when I re listened to the show, I was like, ooh, cringy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tonight on the show, we're going to do word of the week. We got some what's the fake one. We're going to do our moto scan. And since we got the sweet talker here, I wanted to talk about Arma with you. And uh, since you got to see all of the IMS uh, progressive IMS uh, shows firsthand and secondhand, in a way, uh, talk about the wrap-up of that. I just got the press release today of the winners of the Chicago round, and there's some pretty, I don't know, I wouldn't say sick bikes, but I would say some sick bikes. That was a, it was a great competition <laughs> yeah. throughout the whole year. Yeah. I love to see the flavors that every city puts on it. And Chicago, to me, had the weirdest, like definitely had the weirdest uh, of all of them. I don't know what happened to Chicago. It's like they're the Japan of the United States, apparently. Um, so, yeah, before we get Some started. thinkers. Yeah, there you go. And it's because of Route 66 starting there. Uh, we always have Wiggins or myself draw the word of the week out. I'm going to toss this can to Brady. Brady, give this thing a shake up here. Bam! There you go. That's all right. One fell out. And as you hear that sound outside, that's the 400 slash 200 horsepower VW Bug next door. I don't know if it's going to pick up on the recording, but there's some sweet automotive uh, happenings going on in my neighborhood right now. We got Brady's bike out front, my bike's out front, and yeah. a nice little blue turbocharged VW next door. It's like a party. I know. I love it. Hot rod party. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. Oh, is that the name of a... That's Adult. my pickup line. Hey, babe, you ready for a hot <laughs> a rod, rod party? <laughs> and then get you on back of the G GS. All right. Yes, it truly is Valentine's Day now. <laughs> All right. You got a word out of there? Um, here I go. I'll pick one out. Here we go. Here we go. He's pulling a word out of the can, it's folks. A word out of the can. Yeah, just throw that can anywhere you want. Just out the window is better. And so this week's word... Um, so cal. So cal. Shoot. So cal. S O C A L. So we got some. We're gonna have some news. So I hope I don't mess up and uh, say this because there's gonna be some upcoming events. But every time we say the word of the week, Brady, we have this little bag of kittens that's sitting right next to you. Um, that basket of fluffy joy right there. Don't mm -hmm. get attached. Been looking at them. Don't get attached to them because every time we say the word of the week, we have to exterminate one of them with this uh, Desert Eagle forty five oh. that's sitting over here. Oh, I like that gun too. <laughs> so, well, what do you like better, the gun or the cats? Because mm. one of them has to go off, <laughs> and uh, when the gun goes off, it's not so good for the cats. Oh no. Yeah. So um, that's going to be interesting, right? So the word of the week is SoCal, and it is official. Once we hear the bell. On my motorcycle, which is, if you reach over there and ding it, all right. That thing does better, you know, better than the horn, actually, too. So, um, so listen, we're doing something, too. This is Black History Month. They give, um, of course, Black History Month gets the, the least amount of days, but I think they get 29 days this year, right? So I'm really excited about that. It'll give us one more day to talk about they some do. cool black bikers. <laughs> um, and this week. Last week we did Bessie Stringfield. This week I wanted to talk about Ben Hardy. Are you guys familiar with the movie came out around 1969 called Easy Rider? Yeah. I've heard of it once. Yeah. And I've watched it once a long time ago and I just remember being sitting through it going, man, I wish this would end. You know, it's a it's a it's a awesome biker movie and it's like a uh 
it's a cult classic, and I think it became an actual classic at one point. But it's one of those ones. Have you ever read like Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? Yes. Terrible, terrible. Oh shit! Hang on one sec. And Corona in a can. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Uh, first off, before we get into talking about motorcycles, we none of us here likes motorcycles anyway. I don't even wonder why we do this stupid podcast every week. Um, before we get into the Black History segment, I should have brought up some of the news. Did you know that one of the most Googled um, phrases in the last like th- two weeks has been, can you get the coronavirus from drinking Corona? Oh, boy. And so in the <laughs> studio, and, and these people vote, by the way, <laughs> and drive cars and have kids. Um, <clears throat> And become- there should be an attachment on Google that if you Google certain things, your voting rights are revoked. <laughs> like if chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Like just a bag comes over your head and you're like whisked away to Papillon Island or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm drinking a Corona because I want to see if it's true. Because I was one of the ones that Googled it. And apparently it's not true. But if I die on this show, we'll see. Well, it's a, it's a Corona light. I'll, so I'll get a little bit. The dose of the virus. I yeah. might get a fever. You're probably going to have to drink yeah. like that whole case to get... <laughs> Like half half the regular content. Yeah. What's funny about Corona Light is Corona is a light beer anyway. Mm-hmm. So then they made a light version for some reason. You betcha. Or somehow. Now, Absent has been the popcorn machine from our last couple episodes. So guess what, folks? Me and Wiggins and Brady were just macking. They're gonna listen to us smack off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did it one time. It was pretty funny. But Aye. we'll save we'll save them tonight. What's the name the, of that uh, fad that people do right now? Oh, ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This popcorn is so good. Come ride with me at my mm. chest. <laughs> That's a pickup line right there. The problem with popcorn it's popping. is if you smell it is when you really want to eat it. So luckily we can't send them the smell or they'd be like, fuck these guys. Now I gotta get popcorn before I can finish the show. Like, I need so, to go bathe. Listen, patrons, I will eat, I will mail you a bag of um, popcorn scent smell. <laughs> since And none of it burned, by the way. That's why we had to take our quick break. So let's get back into this week's... Um, yeah, before the break, I wanted to comment. Um, yeah. I probably watched Easy Rider uh, probably 100 times, and we used to take LSD and watch it <laughs> there you go. in college and freak out. It's almost like you were in was, the movie. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think that it's, it was it was one hell of a movie for some reason. We loved it, loved it to death. Spoiler alert. Isn't that, um, if you've never seen it before, um, isn't that how... Uh, Just to make sure all those Easy Rider lovers out there... Yeah, all you Easy Rider lovers, pause the recording now. When you unpause it, it's going to start at the same spot, so I don't know what you're don't, doing. Maybe they, fast forward a few. They can only get it on VHS, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They don't make Blu-ray uh, Easy Rider. No. but they do. They have the disc, though. Oh, there the you big, go. You can, you the can, big laser disc. Yeah, a few, like two like years someone's ago... Someone's knocking on the door. Hello. All right, we're back for a third time, everybody. Um, this is uh, Interruption Central. Yeah, this is crazy. This is how we're gonna fucking end. Yeah, so this is uh, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 minutes in and that's it So Yeah there's quite um, With Valentine's Day coming up And President's Day Back to back Can you believe it Those presidents really thought about These things when they died um, Yeah there's a lot of people Going out of town And doing um, 
trips and all that great stuff. So we had a little, uh, our neighbors are trying to move their Wango Tango toys around and pull a big trailer in here. So, um, so Brady, yeah. Speaking of, um, I don't know if you know, and Wiggins, we killed him on accident. So he, may, if I can revive him, you got that defibrillator over there. We'll see if we can get I'm Wiggins. I'm using the defibrillator to stir my drink. <laughs> Shit. Well, if it shorts out, fuck it. Well, but if it starts working again, we'll revive Wiggins. There's priorities around this studio. Um, quick, quick, funny side note here. Let me let me try to jolt him real quick. Oh, got it. That worked. Holy shit. Wiggins is alive again. I think he was just nervous about backup. Well, I couldn't pull the car through either because the trailer was in the way. Yeah. So I just kind of in limbo for a minute. Yeah. Pull into somebody else's driveway. That's that's all you got to do. Do some off-road. Everyone's friendly around here. Yeah. So yeah, basically we all had to go off-road our vehicles real quick. Um, But yeah, uh, what was I? What was I even talking about? I'm, I lost it there. Well, we were talking about uh, Cap. I was going to talk about Captain America. Oh, the defibrillating thing got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Funny story. My kid, her friend, had this little hamster that <laughs> died. And she she was doing CPR on the hamster, and she, no. the hamster wasn't dead until she started doing CPR. And then his back was like a little weird, and I was like. <laughs> you might have pushed too hard on your hamster trying to resuscitate it. So she resuscitated him just in time for him to realize he had a broken spine. You have to realize those things are very They're delicate. Tiny, very tiny, yeah. <laughs> this is like an eight-year-old kid trying to resuscitate a hamster. Oh, my God. So, yeah, some of the controversy around um, the uh, Captain America and the Billy bike, which were the uh, famous bikes that Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda <laughs> Road and before we were interrupted, yep. I was going to say a couple years ago you could have had this reenacted for you, but now everyone but Jack Nicholson is gone. I realized just the other day thinking about this. Um, so what does that make him like seventy something? Is he old? He's old, yeah. yeah he's an old man. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck that guy. Um, he's scary looking too. So <sighs> I don't even want to think about it. Let's just think about the bikes. Um, some of the controversy. I remember this popping up uh, about I want to say about six years ago. Uh, Dan Haggerty, who was Grizzly Adams, right? He had bought uh, supposedly one of these bikes, and there was a whole thing about no, the real bikes got um, like supposedly lit- the trailer got stolen or something, right? Well, yeah. After the movie was supposedly sh- there was more than one bike. That's so. the thing. They I know for sure um, they had to make duplicates for the movie, right? Yeah. I know for sure they got four bikes. They bought them at a police auction. They got LAPD retired um, Harley Davidsons, chopped them out into the bikes that you see in the film, and they had to make. Four bikes because they had to have two to ride and then two for the stuntman. And all of them disappeared after the movie. They don't know what happened. And actually, the guy that built it, Ben Hardy, no, um, Cl- uh, Cliff Voss was uh, the guy that was the bike wrangler. If you're not, you know, if you're Brady and you work in the industry, um, you know that there's always like a wrangler who goes out and like manages either sets or locations yeah. or vehicles, whatever it is, there's always like a specialty guy that does all that stuff. Well, this Cliff Voss guy got really popular and a lot of people got mad because he actually didn't do anything other than wrangle the bikes, but he got all the um, acknowledgement for it later in life. And him, the guy that actually built it was Ben Hardy, who was also, an, both of these guys are um, uh, African-American. That's why we're talking about him for okay. Black History Month, right? So both of these dudes are black dudes back in the 60s when like civil rights amendment has, ju- has just, uh, their civil rights movement was like 61 through 63. So uh, this is like 
a couple years after that was all going down and everything was starting to get enacted. So these guys are in the chop scene, you know, and they're like building bikes and, and making this iconic movie. Well, yeah, what happened then, Haggerty apparently bought one later, pieced together some of the things, and they're like, no, this thing, they, they were destroyed. I think all of them were destroyed, and they, were, and they disappeared. They were stolen or something at, right after the filming of the movie. And Peter Fonda signed off on, oh, yeah, that's the original. And uh, both of these dudes died before it went on sale for auction, so there's no way they could verify it. And um, Peter Fonda was just signing off on stuff left and right, and that Cliff Voss guy who was the Wrangler was like, lived this crazy life. He actually um, got fired before the movie ended filming because uh, Dennis Hopper wanted his buddy Tex Hall or something like that to be the bike guy. And so there was a big thing. They got fired from the movie and never got really credit for built for you know doing these bikes. And it grew into this crazy motorcycle lore because when Dan Haggerty, you know, years, decades after Grizzly Adams went off the air and he's in financial trouble, um, apparently got his hands on one of these bikes and sold it at auction for this like ludicrous amount. And it's hard to verify stuff. We were just talking um, with the uh, guys from Nokomoto podcast last week about how hard it is to verify. Like you go to an auction and you see an NR750. It's super hard for people to verify that it's a real NR750, right? Because who knows about that stuff? Nobody knows about that stuff, right? So there's like special people that have to really pay attention and know they have to have almost have been there. So in this case, nobody was there. Nobody was still around. Nobody that worked on the movie really knew much except for the two guys that are now dead. Yep. So Dan Haggerty sells a bike and has another one somewhere. It just keeps pulling these like, <laughs> it's like you finding a unicorn. I, I think it's when he um, is about to run out of money, he um, realizes that he had another one in storage and he just found it and right. you know, let's put it up for sale. Why not? I, right. need, I need the cash. Right, and, and then after you know that runs out, then I think another one might he found in the right in the and, back shed, and then I think he yeah, and then he the one he forgot about was the one he had in storage, mm-hmm. and I think eventually he sold six altogether, even though four were only made for the movie, but yeah, part of the thing was that like this legendary bike was um, these two legendary bikes, the Captain America and the Billy bike were supposedly all destroyed after the movie was made. Um, and these two guys that were legendary builders uh, well, and, and bike wranglers were never recognized as part of the movie. And then this movie, like I said, became a hit in 69 and was part of the American psyche for a while and, and represented freedom. And it's really when Harley-Davidson yeah. actually went from... That's your freak flag for life. For sure. And it's like people were embracing the counterculture. It was It was a... 1969 was a big time for America in general because it was this, right civil rights movement was happening. It was a summer of love. It was the also the helter skelter. It was like everything was going down dude, hard. Good stuff and bad stuff left and Holy right. Shit. And the fact that these guys um, missed out on their part of it kind of sucked until they were recognized much much later. But this Cliff Voss guy was pissed off that he got fired, and he was just the bike wrangler and. Uh, an LA Times did an article on him, and Paul Dorleans, you know, you know Paul from the Vintage It, and he also does yes, I know, Paul. a lot of the uh, events around here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big part of. I think he even announced like at the Meekums auction a couple months ago in Vegas. Um, but he is a big part of motorcycling history, and he gave a bunch of accolades to Cliff Voss after he died, and, and had interviewed him, I think, for the Vintage It. And it turns out that that guy like left the country and became like a pirate for like 20 years, lived on a boat and had nothing really to do with motorcycles, didn't build motorcycles, but it got all the notoriety 
after the film had like its anniversaries and everything. And after he died, people were like, oh, that, that guy that made the bike, he never got his fair play. The mm. real guy that never got his fair, you know, the fair due was um, Hardy, who actually is the one that actually built them. And um, so, yeah, two, two guys, neither of them got their uh, share of the actual fame when the bikes were around and people knew what it was. But now, <laughs> they really got submarined like after all that went down. And then they were talking about Cliff. You'll hear his name thrown all, all over there. And, and Ben Hardy gets like very little mention. Um, but yeah, that's uh, black history. There's a lot of, um, if, you, if you research these bikes, you'll go down forum holes. You'll see like on Ride Apart, they recently did. I was looking around for some stuff and that's where I got my last um, uh, information for, for some research was on Ride Apart. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. Our buddy Brian that works over there um, had just published an article and it's all about Ben Hardy, finally giving Ben Hardy some recognition. Um, after all these years, they built this bike down in Watts and he was a kind of a... Kind of quiet solo guy, so that's probably why you never heard his name, you know. And that's probably why he didn't really get recognized because after that happened, he's like, "eh, I've got more bikes to build." And um, he became part of the uh, black chopper scene here in, in SoCal. So that well, is that uh, was, you said the word. Oh God damn it! Fucking a. What is the word? Was I in here when we? It's it? SoCal, yeah. Uh, you were sitting right there. Well, uh, Brady, point to one of the kitties. Oh no. I'm sorry, dude. Wait, I thought it was only when I... I was the only person that could kill the kittens. You picked the word, and now I said it. I got to... Okay. See that really cute one? Which one? <laughs> the cute one. Oh, no. God damn it. I didn't want to do it. You baby Did I say it twice? Because I said, hey, Wiggins, the word of the week is SoCal. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> Taking out more kitties. God damn it! Ah oh, fuck. Well, let's not say it anymore. Um, I apologize for saying that, and I probably said it three times. We probably didn't notice. <laughs> we're we're fucking spacing. But yeah, that is um that's my black history for this week, and uh, right. I can't wait till next week till we talk about uh, another famous black biker in uh, American history. Might not even be American history. Wiggins pointed out a cool speedway rider. A Brazilian guy from Finland or some shit like that. I don't know how that yeah, all works out. I think out. Sweden. He was adopted. There you go. He was like literally found on the streets in of Brazil. Sweden, yeah. and they took him to Brazil, or the other way around. Other way around. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm pretty sure that um, going back to Black History Month, that that guy knew what he did, and his inner circle knew, and so it's like he was probably like, you know, whatever, f everybody. Yeah. I'm bad to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was on this forum where this guy was getting real upset about it. Oh, and uh, he said, you know, the only only person you can ask is Sugar Bear because Sugar Bear was around. He's a still a, I don't know, is Sugar Bear still alive? But Yeah, yeah, he is. He, okay. So <clears throat> he was at the 115th. And uh, he actually came out to our hooligan race, and Sean from Suicide Machine was oh, like, right. dude, take my picture with this guy. And I'm like, I don't know who really many people are anyway, but I'm like, okay. He's like, that's Sugar Bear. And then I was like, oh, I have heard of him, though. Yeah. So uh, so he would, he would know. pictures on my phone with him. Yeah, so he cool. would know. And everybody's like, ask him. But yeah, people, were getting, people were getting pissed because it's, a, it's Sh- one of those things. It's like part of the motorcycling urban lore. Is it like Sugar Bear's story is pretty interesting, too. I mean, keep this in oh, okay. We may talk about There's it. also one that we won't talk about. Uh, Netflix has a new documentary that's about, it's called Uppity, um, about William T. Ribs, the race car driver. Yeah. He was the first African-American to make the Indy 500. Nice. Um, wow. It's a pretty cool documentary, though. Uh. You know, like trying to make it in NASCAR and mm-hmm. just 
those boys didn't want him running NASCAR. Yeah. And sponsors would leave. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. He brought enough trouble on his, on his own too, but, uh, being black definitely didn't help him. No. And there's so. a lot of guys, like I was reading about the first, uh, black AMA racer that wasn't allowed to be an AMA member because segregate, uh, like Jim Crow laws at separate, but equal basically. I think laws. Harley had something to do with some of that, right? Uh, they could have been, I didn't get too far into it cause I wanted to save it for, I had to re- dude, you wouldn't believe the rabbit hole I went down on this one. And even though I, I didn't do a really good job of portraying, I want people to kind of go out and see for themselves. But people are going nuts over this story of these bikes because mm-hmm. there was only four and they never were there and you can't get a burn one and put I them back together. I got a great pickup line. All right, let's hear it. Hey, babe, get on my GSX. We're going to go hang out with Sugar Bear <laughs> right now. That is awful. That would just be a panty dropper for sure. <laughs> yeah. We're going right now. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. We're going to see Sugar Bear. Yeah, I, I like that one. We're going to see Sugar Bear because that's kind of, that's ambiguous right there. Yeah, I like that one. All right. So let's get into uh, the next thing we have, which is what's the fake one? And on this week's what the fake one, I have to tell you guys, I only have three. So it's going to be a little too, in my opinion, a little too easy. Um, what? Okay, Brady, WFO. We all know what that means. What the fuck? No, that's WTF, bro. Um, what? Favorite outside. Well, Wiggins always says it means wide fucking open. Ooh. But for our show, it's what's the fake one. So I'm going to give you some- Oh, what's the fake one? Yeah, I'm going to give you some headlines, and you tell me which one is the fake one. And this is really going to suck because I only have three. So it's going to make it pretty easy on you guys. Uh, the first one is the husband hunts down wife's killer after corona hit and run. Mm, keep that in mind. The second one is Valentino Rossi may retire or move to satellite team in 2021. And the third one is woman gets license for alligator to ride motorcycle. And we're trying to pick out the fake one or yeah, the real one? The fake one. What WFO is what's the fake one? Is there a story behind each of these, or is it just yep. the headline? That's it. That, well, you get the headline. And then we there is pick. a story behind each one of these, and you got to tell me which one you think is the real one, or what well, the fake one. I'm sorry, yeah, the fake one. W R O would be what's the real one, and that doesn't. That's not that fun. Okay, and you know, even with three, it's hard because <laughs> I don't see Rossi retiring and going to a satellite team. If he's going to retire, he's going to retire. Like he's still competitive enough that I don't see Yamaha wanting to push him to a satellite. team. Team. What was yeah. that? I think that somebody died outside and fell okay. against our um, the door. <laughs> so, and you know, his knowledge and ability with bike development is probably unprecedented in the paddock too. So, mm-hmm. I, I I don't see a satellite team really being. I could see him retiring and going to rally and doing all that stuff, but satellite team, I don't know. Yeah. What was the first one again? The first one is a man. Whoops. Um, Husband hunts down wife's killer after Corona hit and run. Corona hit and run. <laughs> Speaking of the coronavirus, oh yeah. She was knocked down by a heavy six pack of Coronas. Yes. Yeah. No. Listen. <laughs> no one's getting a, a license for their alligator. <laughs> All right. Are they? I don't know. Could have been in Florida. It was in Florida. <laughs> oh, let me hold on. I might change my mind. Florida was like, yeah, whatever. We'll give you a license for that. All right. Any guesses so far? Any guesses at home? Any guesses? uh, 
in the peanut gallery. Who are all those people staring at us, by the way? <laughs> yeah, you know that um, alligators are not even extant in uh, SoCal. Sorry, cat. So I think the uh, the alligator thing. It's not the alligators riding the motorcycle. It's, it's they want to put a motor like an alligator. They have a pet alligator they want to haul around in a backpack or something. Right, Brady. What do you think? Okay. Well, sounds like Wiggins is going with B. So what's the fake one? Uh, man, it just, I just I don't see it making sense, but it, it's the most logical one. I mean, the first one, it's in Corona. Those Riverside County people, they're, <laughs> they're almost Floridians. We're drinking Corona. There's a coronavirus um, going around the United States, you know, going around the globe. I'm sure someone tried to get a license for an alligator to fly a plane or something in Florida. Who knows? But Florida was like, yeah, we'll give you that license, but you can't fly out of the state. Yep. <laughs> Your and your alligator can't fly out of the state either. <laughs> yeah, but Rossi going to a satellite team seems pretty fake. Right. You guys going with that one? We're going with B. Sure. All right. No. Oh. If you guys listened a couple weeks ago, which I know you guys don't listen to the show. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Sorry. I don't even listen to it while we record it. I know. <laughs> You're looking at birthday cakes on Instagram. Where are we? Um, you guys are on so much LSD, you probably won't even remember this. Uh, next week when you re-listen to the show but la- a couple episodes ago I was saying that Quartararo is going to replace Rossi in 2021 whether or not Rossi continues to ride in MotoGP um, so yeah Rossi his contract only goes to the end of this year and then Susie Quartararo is taken over and uh, is that official from Yamaha? yeah yeah Fuck and it Vignal- it's going to be um, Vinales and Quartararo and they said, so um, what, and Lorenzo's out the door too, dude. He yeah, after he busted his spine, he he didn't even race this year. He retired at the end of last year. He has no. he's not racing in twenty twenty because of his spine. And you know what, dude? Here's the deal. I thought Lorenzo was gonna be the next Rossi. He was so good and fighting him and Mark Marquez. Remember the couple years there mm-hmm. where we're just like slapping each other's face. Rossi hasn't. I actually thought that about Pedrosa, and then he just never really came. <laughs> yeah, at least at least Lorenzo, you know, won a couple championships. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. I think he won like five, right, in a pretty short amount of time, and then that was it. He busted his spine. He's like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. Well, and then I, Marquez put the hurting on a lot of those. Do like yes. He, you know, well, I mean, is, um, is, is Marquez now and his brother going to be? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his brother, right? At Honda? That's pretty rad. Yeah. So where's Lorenzo then? I thought Lorenzo was going to Yamaha. No, Lorenzo, he retired because okay, he's, retired. yeah, when he busted his spine last year, he went to Honda. Actually, he, he rode for Honda last year mm-hmm. and he only, he, he got some terrible finishes and he's like, you know what? I, I realized that I'm not going to be up to Honda's. I don't want to defame Honda with my poor riding. That's how much I respect Honda. And I know that my injuries are going to keep me from being a good rider. I don't know if that was his verbatim exact words, but that's what his, his whole, whole reason he retired is because he said, listen, I know this bike is good and I feel like I'm not good. And after he's, ha- you know, everybody's have injuries, but when you break your spine and you come back from it, I think you kind of like count your lucky stars and mm. go, okay, like I, Walked away from this one, and he re- he recovered. Do you remember that? He recovered for a long time. It took like he missed like most of the season before he came back, and then when yeah. he came back, he was terrible. Um, and speaking of terrible, Rossi wasn't too terrible last year. He finished. He had two consecutive seconds, but that was it. And Quartararo, I don't know why the guys at Feck call him Susie Quartararo. His name is Fabio Quartararo, but. Um, he got uh, six poles, and he landed on the podium seven times, two of those in second as well. And Rossi didn't have any poles, 
and his two seconds was the best he had. Um, he hasn't won a race in the last decade. I know, but here's the deal. Rossi is fucking Rossi. Well, he's the, the king. So here's the deal on that. Uh, Yamaha did say that they will um, support him, whatever he wants to do, whether he, whether you know, he, they'll give him the R1M R, whatever the hell the GP bike is. They will support him, however he wants to be supported. And he's brought so many, except for Angel Nieto and Giacomo Agostini. Rossi is like third below those two with like amount of wins. So they're like, you know what, you've done so much for us here at Yamaha and we'll support you in any way you want. And he's the only guy to have raced and also owned a team in GP. He owns well, the like Valet 46, 46 yeah. riders, whatever the <clears throat> fuck the name of that team yes. is. Yes, that's it. Um, Valet Yellow. Um, if, um, if this is indeed his last season, I think he's going to put on a fucking show. Yeah. And so it's going to be good. We're going to be, um, going to our only GP race this year. It's going to be in, um, Magello. Oh, no shit. So that's that's fucking exciting. rad. I thought you were going to say Austin, but yeah. yeah. We went to Austin last year. We can't do two, two years in a row. Yeah. But skipping yeah. Austin to go to Magello is <laughs> pretty rad. Yeah. Well, I hope it's, he races. I, mean, I hope he figures it out. So, it's my buddy Jason's um, wedding. Jason and Heather's wedding. Oh, damn. And, uh, Congrats, um, Jason. That's going to be the um, bachelor party. Yes, yes. Nice. So uh, we have two left. We have the um, woman gets a license for her alligator to ride a motorcycle, and a husband hunts down wife's killer after Corona hit and run. Not coronavirus hit and run, like Brady said. I'm gonna say the alligator's fake. Brady, I, I need alligator. A, okay, so the alligator is the fake one. Um, I don't have a good sound effect for. Uh, we'll just kill another cat. But to make the story believable, no. it had to happen in Florida. <laughs> it did happen in Florida. <laughs> so here's the real story. It's partially true, but the headline's fake. Florida woman fights to keep her pet alligator who wears clothes and rides ATVs. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Rambo is the uh, this alligator that eats at the dinner table, sleeps in my bed, and follows me around like my dogs. She better hope he doesn't get hungry in the middle Listen, of the night. Listen, dude, I know. <laughs> I woke up with one leg and two fingers. And uh, yeah, so Mary Thorne has fought to keep her alligator Rambo. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, this headline was circulating a while ago. Yeah, it's from 2016. I think they made her give him up. Um Alligators over six feet need to be kept on. Okay, there's nothing wrong with her having an alligator that rides ATVs, but he's getting big. And alligators over six <laughs> feet need to be kept on property with at least 2.5 acres of land. Oh, so she so, just needed to move to a bigger house. Yeah, she can't do it out of the her alligator double. was outgrowing her property. When you yeah. live in a trailer park and your alligator rides your ATV <laughs> with you, you can't. You know, it's not big enough. So that's that was the issue. It wasn't the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Corona husband. Uh, this is a crazy story. This just happened, actually, and I saw it on California Motorcyclist Down. The, if you go to Instagram and you do CA Motorcyclist Down, you see lots of gory stuff on there and, and unfortunate stuff, mostly around here in SoCal where we have a lot of freeways. But, yeah, this... Um, you said the word again. Oh, fucking eight. How many cats are in there? I want... I want. We need at least eight cats for the appetizer I'm planning. <laughs> just pick out that little one right there. That Ready? Orange. Yep. <laughs> God, just that one. That was a precision strike. We're going to have to drive around.
trying to find another bag of cats on the side of the road. Yeah, you just blew they're them all, all away. Over, they're all over. They're all over the place. They're on <laughs> me. But look, that one's hanging from the rafters. He's still alive. We'll get him later <laughs> if I say this. Hang so, in there. Um, <laughs> yes, this fucking poster. I'm going to get at that tattoo now that, uh, to s- <laughs> signify <laughs> episode 209. So this literally just happened a couple days ago. Um, a guy was, his wife was hit um, on her motorcycle um, hit and run, and he was trying to find out who killed his wife, mother of eight. Whoa. Yeah. And so mm. um, Brenda Richardson was killed when a white Lexus hit her motorcycle on River Road in Corona just this past Wednesday. Um, she was thrown 30 feet and taken to the hospital where she died on Thursday. Um, the, w- the husband of the grieving woman um, – was overwhelmed, and he said he went to the intersection to see where it happened, and he just glanced over and saw the gated entrance of, a, of, of an apartment complex. And this is a quote uh, that he gave to the paper. Something was on my heart tugging me, saying, you need to go in, said Rod Richardson. And as soon as he got to the complex, he saw the car. My heart dropped when I looked over, and then he called the police, and they arrested 85-year-old driver um, on Friday. <sighs> And he was arrested for felony hit and run and vehicular manslaughter. But at 85 years old, you got to ask, did he know? Like, did he even realize what happened? Dude, he, well, I, I know if it was me, I would not know. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. oh, shit, that was weird. This is not a state, too, not to, to be all, uh, like, pro 2A. But this isn't a state where you can't carry a concealed weapon, but you can be 85 and drive a weapon. Listen, maybe he had an unconcealed weapon in his car and he's 85 and driving. Yeah, we don't know. The car itself was a weapon. It obviously <laughs> killed someone. Has, you, it, you, has anyone ever driven like a modern like R1 or a GSX-1000? Listen. GSX-R1000? Uh, That's is, a super weapon. Give that, put that to, give that to any 16-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Life is over. The newest the fast. The newest I have is my RC. Oh, yeah. And boy. it's scary. So fast. Last year so, I drove a and Z9. And the new ones are so worse. Yeah. Last year I rode a Z9. 900 at um, aim. Oh boy. And you barely touch it. And yeah, you're damn near doing a wheelie. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, oh, a, six, a kid can go in there and buy this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or just somehow get it into third or second, second or third gear. You're already going a buck 30 yeah. at that point. Yeah. They'll Tran- do 100 and first. Translate that to a um, Fuck. ZX 14 or something. And now you're talking cruise missile, right? But We're even like, like, you know, the RC is basically missile. 20 years old. And look how fast it is. Dude, Spamala can kill you. My friend, my friend, fucking Carrie and Pat, who That's by the way, when you're doing 85 on it, it shakes and it kind of moves all over the place. It pitches you under a semi. That's how it kills you. <laughs> Carrie and Pat knew somebody that died going down to the mailbox on his 50 and just like slipped on some gravel and fell wrong. Mm-hmm. He fucking hit his head. It was not his day. But guess what? This is the other thing that I say out at the ranch with the mini bikes. Put on your goddamn helmet. Yeah. We went out when we were there for, um, it might have been someone's birthday. It might have been Sean's birthday, but we went out after drinking a bottle and a half of whiskey and playing cards <laughs> for like two hours. We said, let's ride. <laughs> There's and your problem. we split off in three directions. I said, wait, before anyone goes, everyone has to put on a helmet. The bottle and of I recommend cool. gloves. And I went out in flip flops and shorts, but I had a helmet and gloves on. And a couple of people hit their heads very hard. Yeah, and we all came back bloody within like thirty seconds. Yeah. Oh, I saw those pictures. That yeah, that was a good one. Thirty seconds is all it takes. And if you hadn't had your helmet, you could have been dead. Could have been fun. So yeah, um, but yeah, at eighty-five, I'm, I plan on running people over all the time. You know, those like that guy. This is a while ago, but that dude that ran through the farmers market down in. Venice or Long Beach I remember or some it shit. very well. And the guy that ran through the um, 
the white supremacist guy that ran his Dodge through people. Like, you can kill way more people with a car than a um, gun at w- one time. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is that this guy at 85, I don't know if he meant to or not. You know what I'm saying? Like you're saying, I, at 85, I'd be like, oh, shit, uh, I think I ran over at a curb. Oh, boy. Yeah, no. The other thing that's going on nowadays is that a lot of people are on meds. And, you know, oh yeah, um, those make you effed up. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, popcorn no popcorn is for great. Me. Um, but yeah, I. It's not good. <laughs> Zing. All, all you can say it's a it's a tragedy and. Yeah. Sucks for everyone. Sucks for everyone. Two two tragedies because this old guy's gonna probably go to jail for the yeah. rest of his short and um and also the disgusting more, life. The crocodile didn't get his license. That was a tragedy. Yeah, that is a tragedy. But he probably did get returned to the wild, and that is why in Florida right now, if you go on yeah, but to, if he was sleeping in a bed, that dude got eight first day in the listen, wild. Listen, bro. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just gonna say if you go to the Onion, you'll see that Florida right now has. A huge problem with all these alligators riding a fucking quads through the city, and it's because this one's probably been teaching the other one. So oh boy, it sounds like a super it's racist a gang. story to me. Come on, it's a gang. <laughs> it's a it's a gator gang. <laughs> all right, let's take a um a quick little break and come back with with the next segment, which is going to be our moto scan. What do you guys say? Sounds wonderful. All right, let's take a quick pause. Not to. I was trying to wrap that into the cat. Pause. Okay. <laughs> hey there, this is Patron Matt from My Motorbike Obsessions. I'm currently coming at you from Tokyo, and you're listening to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. Probably because you ran out of all the other podcasts to listen to, and you really dig motorcycle haiku. Later. For over 125 and a half years, no pickle has been more trusted by motorcycle champions everywhere than Clawman Pickles. You want to win your race? Put a Clawman Pickle in your face. Clawman's guaranteed. in your mouth and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clubbins, the only pickle for motorcyclists. Looking for a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby, though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Crider's is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Crider's today and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin. Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers. Hey there, listeners. 
listeners. This is Patreon subscriber Narissa coming to you from inside my helmet in the land of beer and cheese, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You're listening to the Creative Writing Podcast because you're obviously ridiculously good looking. All right, we are coming back, everybody. Hope you like the break there. Um, so listen, before we do our moto scan, I do want to talk about some upcoming events. And before I talk about upcoming events, uh, no, let's talk about those first. Um, I Partially because they wrap into our guest that's here tonight and our guest, Brady Walker, the sweet talker, um, dirty motherfucker. No. Dirty talker. Dirty talker. Um, Shady stalker. Yeah, actually you are. And I did, I found your uh, your um, restraining order online, by the way, that you asked me to look up. Um, no, there's a really cool thing that's happening. I've gone to the Corsa, and I want to talk to you about this, Brady. What do you think about... Did you go to the... Um, did you go to the Catalina GP 10 years ago? I did. God, me too. I had a party there. I can't believe we didn't run into each other. Dude, I, I was there with Carrie. I got a whole house <laughs> Shit. for the VVMC. Oh, there was like... yeah. 20 some of us. I forgot yeah. you used to run around with the VVMC. And I, I read awesome. the whole thing out and it was a fucking scene. Dude, this is so funny because I went down there and talked to, um, you know, I bought my friend Sarah's bike for her and I went, she's like, can you go down there and check it out? And I went down and talked to Shannon when he first started that thing. He was running out of his garage still. And he's like, you ought to come down for the ride. I can't believe we never crossed paths until... I think we probably had. We did because I used to see you at the Corsa. I used to go every year to the Corsa with my friends. And... Um, I found out that this year the Corsa is changing a little bit. Let's get into that. So listen up, folks. If you are in um, – I hate to do this again. Motherfucker, if you're in SoCal – Uh-oh. God damn it. one. That was I, – I didn't want to shoot two cats, so I had to double tap one. Um, the Biggs Harley-Davidson in San Marcos, if you go to – oops, I'm sorry. That was last week. The Veggie Plate Classic is coming up uh, February 29th, man. This is Valentine's Day. You better have your shit dialed in because next weekend you, – you do shit right this weekend, you're good to go next weekend, right? Or yeah. two weekends from now. So the Veggie Plate Classics happen now at Paris Speedway at Burton Road in Paris, California. Also, February 29th, the California Motorcycle Community is having their monthly ride down Highway 74 to Santiago Canyon. It starts at 8 and it ends at 1 with barbecues and some beers and all that great stuff. Go to that thing. Get yourself some good uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, whatever the hell they're barbecuing, and then ride out from there to Burton Road. You won't regret it. You have a full fun day of riding. You'll fill up there because the shit at Bert at Paris is really expensive anyway. So get your free stuff at the barbecue, then ride out to Paris and uh, watch the veggie plate happen. And it's yeah. actually Speedway. It's, it's too, Speedway so. and Hooligan, and right? Speedway at Paris is pretty awesome. Yeah. It is great. Um, March 7th is going to be the One Man's Junk Sale in Old Town Front Street, Temecula, California. No retail, no dealerships. This is all real legitimate shit. And I might go down there because I need some parts for a couple bikes that I have around the shop. Um, it's going to be like people bringing out their old barn find shit. And, and uh, I hope it's something like vintage days at Ohio. Like that'd be awesome if people had some rare shit that they're pulling out. This is, you know, Temecula, this motorcycle city, man. Of, you of never know what could happen. SoCal. Damn it. How many oh. cats we got left in that basket, Brady? That, there's like like 13 left. There's That little guy hanging up there, I'm going to have to shoot him if, mm. if he fucks up. So March 13th through 15th, Mama Tried at Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mama Tried also going to be the uh, famous indoor flat tracks and all the flat-out Friday fun stuff. But this year, the biggest change of um, 
the last decade, I would say, is going to be, I've gone to the Corsa Moto Classica. I've tried to go. It's, it's like always the same weekend as my wife's birthday. But before I met my wife, I went a handful of times. Um, and then since I've met her, I've still gone at least every other year. My friends, Pat and Carrie race out there who we were talking about the, uh, Catalina GP Carrie raced at that. And, and I told him about it and I said, it's coming back this year, baby. And she said, we're going to start riding. A- I'm going to ride it. <laughs> Mexican. Are you going to do it? Are you Fuck, kidding me? I so want to ride it, but why wouldn't you? Oh, cause I'm terrible at, you? I haven't been on dirt for like a oh, hundred years. To. No, there's a bunch of idiots. We'll come out. We'll go practice. Let's do it. Because I really would, you would love ride to. that Spamla bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some yeah wait, for listen which, for which and race? Put some big fucking, Catalina put GP. Rocket on there. Is it coming back? It's yes. yeah. Uh, when they when they yes, had they it are. when they had it. That's and to, I want to take Trusty out, dude. Oh, yeah. oh my god, Anything that would be red too. Because Carrie was riding her like vintage, you know, like actual motocross bike. But I saw a bunch of shit, and I was like, oh, like Spamla would be good. Uh, I remember Travis Pastrana, they were like on a little bit more modern stuff, but the vintage guys, I was just talking about it last week on the show. Do you remember that drop, that fucking ravine they went into? And like halfway through the vintage race, the guys were making it the first couple laps, but then like (laughs) they started fucking piling up at the bottom because they couldn't make it up there. All those fucking old like 50s and 60s. The ruts and everything. Dude, yeah, it just got so hairy. So they turned that into the path for the people to walk down it. And I, walking down it fell. I was like, no shit, no wonder these old guys couldn't get up there on those fucking vintage you know 16 horsepower motorcycles because their fucking thing was just insane and um so yeah it would be so much fun to ride and looking back at the aerial views of it it was fun getting drunk there i almost got my ass kicked though like i was fucking i got a little wacky <laughs> let's just let's put it that way and i think i almost got my fucking hat handed to me between my teeth because i uh was so fucking drunk I couldn't find my way out of the little bar there <laughs> and this some old dude looked like he was heading to the door so I just grabbed his shoulder and fucking surfed the crowd through and about halfway to the door it's like that thing in the movies where you see the bad guys chasing you and you yes. see the kingdom gates there and you're like headed toward the kingdom gates and then they fucking turn around <laughs> he turned around and he's like buddy get your fucking hand off my shoulder and I was like oh shit I thought you were my dad and I fucking <laughs> It took me another. You peed your pants. It took me another twenty. I was so wasted. It took me another twenty minutes to get out the fucking door, and I was like ten feet from it. I was fucked up, but it was a fun time, good time. Um, I um, I knew the promoter Vinny Manzak who did that last time, and I was uh, I worked with him on a couple of things and had a, a, a party that that or after the yeah. races that that time. Oh my god, that's and, such a uh, fun island. Met too. a that's- bunch of really cool people and had a good time. All, so yeah, we have to figure something out dude, for this one because it's going to be nice. That was so much fun. And to be that, you could like literally, you were on the track pretty much. I mean, the the spectators were, you could high five the fucking people as they rode by. It was so amazing. So they're bringing that back. And, they um, say they're bringing that back. The, yeah. not, no, there's nothing in stone not yet. A, right. There's nothing in stone yet. They're working on it right now. On it District 37 is going ham on this thing. So what is coming back is the Corsa, but not really. So the Corsa is going to get a new name. And a lot of the racers that I'm sure Catalina probably maybe raced with you at the Corsa. Um, so yeah, Brady Walker, walk us through this. Uh, you got the, uh, you I got the Arma's blessing. Scoop on yeah. This. Let's hear about it. Well, um, yeah, the Corsa has been, the Corsa has been around for a long, long time. Uh, actually the, 92, the race right? itself, like it's, that? uh, been around 25 years, something like that. So yeah, yeah maybe 92, 25, 26 years, something like that. And um, it was started by a guy named Yoshi who um, has a shop down here. He used to have a shop down here. 
And um, he worked with Arma and Willow Springs to bring a bunch of awesome racers over from Japan. Big money stuff. This is back in the AMA day. So this is, um, you know, super bike time. Yeah. Big, big shit. So this was also back when Arma was in um, a partnership with AMA before that they split up. Anyway, they had these big races. And it happened for a few, few years. But it was big money stuff and a big deal. Well, from what I understand... That was the end of sort of what Yoshi had to take part. He would always come, bring his his whole brigade, bring a lot of cool friends, bring a lot of cool bikes, you know, show people cool stuff. And that's, you know, what he's he's been adding to it. Right. And if you've ever been to Garage Company in L.A., you know who he's talking about. They, yep. uh, right? Yep. He's got, he's Well, got, he's not there anymore. Right. But he's he had, had a, a lot really of bikes awesome and was just like a motorcycle connoisseur to the max mm-hmm. and it was, was really cool right across the street yeah. from on track suspension nice <laughs> on track suspension to the house <laughs> our sponsor on track suspension <laughs> <laughs> I had him um, my forks for me because they're they're Brady's track days but awesome couple dudes yeah yeah well anyway um one of the things that um it's, it, has, it's really, it has a little bit of, because I've been promoting it and, and working on it and working with Arma and you know giving back to the Benevolent Fund and all that kind of stuff and uh, working with the track and whatnot, uh, there's been a whole change around in the um, guard at um, Arma, all the upper upper echelon. And when we were there, t- we talked about, I asked them, I said, would you do you want me to do this again, You know, promote the races for you guys? I know that the track owners do. And they said that they wanted to get away from that name of the event because of its, you know, it's it's not that anymore. They're moving forward with something new, and um, and uh, they wanted to keep sort of more of a a name that they could continue with other tracks, right? Sort of a generic name that covers everything, right? So the Jersey Vintage Grand Prix, the this Grand Prix, the other, you know, the Alabama, or you know, wherever the heck they are. Um, it just can't be called Vintage Festival because that's a name for Barber. Right. And so um, I believe that they are ready to move forward and they changed the name to the um, SoCal Vintage Grand Prix. But, you know, a lot of us that have known what the Corsa was and... Um Sorry, we had to kill a cat there. You, you said the word. We had to call that one in. That he took airstrike. that one right out. I know the poor I little shot. kid. He was I didn't know what was happening. He was hanging on the fucking I didn't know thing. You had, had to access kill him. to that. <laughs> yeah, I've got some friends in some dark places. So let's just put it, keep it to that. But yeah, so but yeah, so they're they're moving forward with a fresh start. And because Yoshi really isn't hasn't had much input into it in for for many 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 years, you know. Um, the fact that he's not, you know, part of all that, you know, we all made a decision and that's what we're doing moving forward. Yeah. I think it's more of a trademark thing that um, Arma's going for with all their stuff. And so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Hey, um, let me, call, the, let me call this in real quick. Hold your fire, guys. So what's the new name of it going to be? It's going to be called the... Um, uh, well, hold your fire. Hold your fire. We it's going to be called... It's going to be called the... Sucal. Oh, nice. You were he worked around it anyway, guys. We're good. Let him, let the kittens live. Yes. One of these have to be saved for um, for later. Yeah. <laughs> for dessert. Um. So it's called the uh, Socal Vintage Grand Prix. Right. And we're get, you know we all came up with it was it's a nice blanket term for all of it. So you, we're going to be doing two the, weekend races this time. And the Corsa Moto Classica kind of sounded like something that was. Um, 
like a like more, a concourse or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, that sounds like a show. It started a, off as a much more elaborate, much more bigger deal. The Corso in its it's in its early days and for many many years, when it was supported properly, it was a big deal. And unfortunately, we didn't pay much attention to it. When I first went to the Corsa, it must have been 15 plus years ago, if not longer. And it was a freak scene. We used to go there, drive out with a VVMC, and camp out for days. Yeah. Drive our bikes out there or our fucking old trucks with our mini bikes and fucking take mushrooms and have a grand old time. Yeah. Go go to bed, party all night long. The racers would come out and yell at us. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I did the same thing. Me and my fucking friends, actually, do you remember, like, they, there was, you could, like, <laughs> sneak onto the track. Like, me and my friends rode out there at night on the track a yeah, couple times. There used to be not, the fence wasn't there. Yeah. And so we would just And then other entrances could open, too. Yeah. There's lots of other ways to get in, but yeah. We, you know, like, I remember laying up there on the fucking... On the fucking Omega with my buddy, we rode up there and then like laid out there because nobody, you know, nobody's coming up there at night. But yeah, we were just fucking riding on the track at night, and uh, yeah, it was pretty trippy. Yeah, I know people that take their bicycles up there at night sometimes after track days or after races or the night before either of those occasions, and maybe they take their bicycle or maybe they're walking, and if you're drinking. They come down off that Omega face first, face plant, because <laughs> it's a very steep incline. It is, especially steep. if you've got a buzz. And I've also seen people lose, stumble into the weeds, lose the keys to the motorcycle that they rode up, <laughs> and, and it was a mess. And they came back all bloody. <laughs> it was a girl too. She came back all bloody and be like, we're like, what happened? She's like, I was up walking with so-and-so and I fell down. And the guy that she went up there with, because they were trying to hook up, oh, right. he was just like, oh. He came back and he was just like, fuck. He's like, I'm totally fucked. Because she <laughs> fell down and lost the keys and, to and her And lost bike. the keys, right. Now anyway, you need a metal detector. And a that's fucking, another story for another time. Yeah. And that is a good pickup line. Uh, yeah. Anybody got a metal detector? <laughs> so when hey. is the... Uh, Okay. I hate to do it. When is the uh, SoCal? God damn! I knew they were going to do. It. I knew they couldn't chill too long. When is that coming? That's going to be in April again, right? April. We've got um, uh, for a very crazy thing that we've got the um, Arma has picked uh, Streets of Willow for the first weekend to uh, for for the national champion, and then we're going to move straight into the Big Willow track the following weekend. So the first weekend, the seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth at Streets. And then the bigger, larger festival weekend, which will be the 24th, 25th, 26th. Yeah. There's still going to be a bike show and all that kind of stuff, the swap meet and all those things. And you can check out information um, at the Willow Springs Raceway um, website or ARMA. And um, one thing I wanted to mention um, for all the flat trackers, we are in the, because um, Chris is here. Because he flat tracks like a boss. And he only flat tracks. And I heard from through the grapevine that there's no other races going on <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> to everyone's surprise, out of eight dates, I gave someone about different things I wanted to do. It's the only weekend. So we're going to race. We're going to do a um, hillbilly race out there on the 18th to support the Streets of Willow nice. Arma National Road Race Series. And so it'll give people something to do. Um, flat trackers will come out. The road racers will come check it out after uh, they're done racing and, and uh, you know, maybe have a bonfire and drink some beers so and shit. So April 18th? April 18th. It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, it's right by my wife's birthday. It's like why I, I can only make it every other course. Well, 
And now, I, and I think there will be. Um, I think what we're going to try and do is scrounge up some sponsorship to get a small purse for the pros, and maybe we'll even have small purses for everybody else. But here's the deal: it's not an Eddie Mulder thing. Um, Eddie does such a you know much bigger, grander thing, and we're um, we're going to be winging it. But we're gonna we're gonna have friends like. Um, um, Jim Rosa from Rosa's Plates. He's right, a great yeah, guy, and yeah. he's connected with everybody, and he's really amped up. And so, him and his wife are going to come and support this and help me um, run it and come up with some good classes and whatnot and get the word out. And then um, we're hoping we'll get some volunteers, like I know the Dirt Diggers guys know how to do stuff, and uh, it, you know just go out and have a good time. Um, what are those dates again? April. The first the, the road racing is going to be the 17th, 18th, 19th of April. And then the Big Willow track is 24th, 25th, 26th of April. And then the flat track, potential flat track, but we're, we're trying to make it happen. It's going to be the 18th. It'll be a day thing because we, we don't have lights out there. Right. So, okay. we'll make, so there will be racing going on at the same time? There will probably be road racing going on during practice and stuff. I think one of the things that um, I love to hear from a lot of the um, old timers out there who come for my sort of secret, super secret flat track events is that they can't believe how many laps they get. They can run until they're done, you know, and run yeah. and run and run. It's like unlimited laps. So I like to do that. And so I really want a big practice sessions for whoever comes out and really get a lot of practice time in and really get some laps up. And maybe the track won't be perfect for the pros. Maybe it won't be perfect for anyone. We'll dump some water on it with the old Willow Springs truck and see what happens. And everyone will just have to be patient with it. And we'll have some trophies and beer for everybody. And uh, that'll be that. Hey, good times is what it's all about, yeah. in my opinion. If you need some, if you need some practice, um, uh, the Southern California Flat Track Association is having a flat track practice um, February twenty second. Um, so that'll be like next weekend, I guess. So or no, actually next like Thursday or Wednesday. That's a weird. Are you sure? I think twenty fourth is a Friday. Okay. Knife show of, tw- of February. What's going on out there? That, my friend, what you hear, because I can hear it in here, is a, um, I think it's going to pick up on the audio. That is a uh, side-by-side, which, by the way, man. I'm revving it. It's like late at night. It's only 8 o'clock. Oh, my God. It feels late because this studio makes you feel like you're in another dimension. <laughs> so it does. I feel like I'm, I could sleep here. I know. I might I, sleep here. You know what? I have edited and, and like, had this going instead of the bright overhead lights mm-hmm. and uh, woke up at like 1130 going, oh shit, what the, like I listened That's to the whole, drool. yeah, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> drool, uh, like sitting like this, drool on the mic, um, holding me up. Yeah, no, this is, um, it feels like, but we'll get you out of here uh, quickly. Um, oh no, you should Yeah, no, good, we need to get I'm you out of here. I don't, I don't want you here anymore. You've That's killed enough cats. <laughs> I'm taking the uh, Corona lights with me. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, well you're staying then. And some um, bacon. You're staying the night. Yeah, bacon. Yes. We'll make cat bacon. Hey, speaking of the coronavirus, I wanted to say that the coronavirus, quote, coronavirus, is the Wuhan coronavirus because do you remember SARS like back in the early 2000s? That was also a coronavirus. Coronavirus just means that it has like a ring of like weird um, antigens or so. I don't know what they're called, but some fucking nerd that is also a motorcyclist. Protective and, stuff. Yeah, has it, yeah, there's like a little ring around the things. So SARS was one. There's like all bunch. Dude, people are getting them from... Um, 
eating bats and shit. Like I looked at this thing. I'm I'm afraid of what it's really from. Could be worse. It could be could a be lot worse because I, I I who knows what the fuck is going on over Man. there for real. For reals. It is such a big and what the, who knows what the fuck's going on here. Like, look how big LA is. I don't know what the hell's going on anywhere. Well, Think about China, man. It's still in the dark ages over there in a lot of places. They're trying to uh, protest in Hong Kong. And now the coronavirus and the protests are gone. So oh, dude. We, not to show any conspiracies or anything. I was going to say, we need to make a conspiracy theory podcast with Wiggins because he's got one for everything that pops up. But, you know, that's where SARS popped up, too. And that's where I think MERS was one that was slightly less known. But a lot of the shit pops up from China. Like, China I is. I think like that's a, where they have the same thing where the Wolverine was made. Yeah. That's where that facility is. Adamantium. Keep, right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And then, like There's Wiggins a lot said, of if you. people in a government that. Doesn't care as much, and then a lot of people that live in the jungle or whatever and eat bats without mm-hmm. cooking them. Yeah, no, that shit's scary. And you then I got to do what you got to do. Well, listen, then I think of that one fucking bald guy, Andrew Zimmer, that goes around eating crazy shit like this, and I wonder how many fucking bouts of Montezuma's revenge he's dealt with <laughs> over the years. Like, well, buddy, this is the thing you have to have good defenses. You got to be healthy. You gotta Take eat. care of your gut and don't Listen. go travel on the fucking IMS tour when you're oh. everyone everywhere. Yeah, let's talk about that too. So listen, why do you think I'm drinking Coronas right now, especially the lights, to get a little bit of the virus in me, right? It's so, just like, yeah. So it's like a vaccine. Mm-hmm. In a way. It's exactly what they do with the flu virus. Um, I wish they could inject motoitis into me because uh, I've got it real dumb-like. I wanted to say um, big shout out to our friend um, Rob, who was a former patron of the show. He went and watched Long Way Down or Long Way Round because we mentioned it. You know, we had mentioned Easy Rider this um, on this show, and so maybe he'll go and watch that. But um, but yeah, he wa- he went and watched that because of a, la- a recommendation before. Um, before we get into the Moto Scan, you guys got any good? We've we've been sitting here in each other's presence. I'm fucking getting wet just thinking about it. Um, you have any good pickup lines? <laughs> pick lines? Hey, baby. <laughs> Hop on back of the maroon balloon. Let's go to fucking, let's go to, <laughs> let's go to Paradise City. The maroon balloon. <laughs> no, that is enough of a pick. The maroon balloon. Hey, if you're- That's my nickname for the GSS. I know. <laughs> and that bike is fucking rad. Um, Because it, it's kind of, Bubbly in a way. I mean, it's it is bubbly, kind of like a big, like a fucking, um, like the Hindenburg. It sort of looks <laughs> shaped like that. Um, and I, it's also maroon. So is my penis. Like and who it's said also this on was fire. a great idea to yeah. paint a bike maroon? Listen, stock maroon. Yeah, it was a thing. Honda did some. Harley kind of, had some pink FXRs, didn't they? And a lot of purple bikes. Know. They have. I mean, you can get them in all sorts of colors. Um, Stock, I don't even know, but yeah, Suzuki has like weird. Honda does like that weird, like candy something red too. That's kind of maroony, you know, like on the on the VFR twelve hundred. Yep, I've yeah, seen remember that, yeah. that one. That was kind of an ugly, weird. They, I think it's on the new Goldwing too. Um, yeah, I think I I said this one a long time ago, so I don't. Is this ripping it, ripping myself off in a way, sort of? But baby, <laughs> you're if you were a flat track, I'd want to be in your groove. Oh, hey, yeah. He worked on that one. Hey, what I did. About, hey, babe, is your name Dunlop? Because you got a 200 in the rear. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about this one? How about this? 
Baby, I'll see you at Willow Springs because after I'm done doing turn one, I'm going into turn two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about this one? <laughs> I'd love to go into turn three and four with you because I want to see your Omega face. So your, oh, your O face. Like like the o? So look at the O. Oh, I want to see your Omega. O face. Your Gamma. I usually make that face when I go up that hill too. And right. mostly coming down. Yeah, the coming down like, one scares uh-oh. me. What about this? You can pop a wheelie. Can you pop a boner? <laughs> That's terrible. Fuck. The worst pickup line ever. How about this You're one? Like, I'd like to go out, but I've got a skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> and another another come on lines that didn't work. That um, didn't work at all. They'd be like, all right, yeah. you need to go home. See ya. My kids hate me. You want to know why? Uh, multiple reasons why they hate me. Skid marks? When, yeah. When that, whenever we play games, they're like, oh, I'm codename. I'm, I'm like fluffy ninja. And they're all about like fluffy little cute things because of our stupid dogs and oh, stuffed animals. Oh my God, that's awesome. And being ninjas and killers though, right? So they're like, yeah, yeah I'm I'm fluffy ninja. Yeah, and I'm like foxy shadow or something. What are you? And my nick, my code name, and they fucking hate this, brown skid. And they're like, yeah, you can be the brown skid. And I'm like, think about it. Like, uh, no, who's going to want to be around me? Like Mm-mm. everyone will stay away. So You're they hate- sl- white people out. They hate- they <laughs> They're going to wipe out. <laughs> yeah. They hate my um, code name, but I, I stick with it. Yes, that's right. The brown skid. Um, yeah, what about this one? Hey, <laughs> hey, babe. I couldn't notice the skid marks. I'll think of. I'll, I'll fold this one together by the end of the show. How about this? <laughs> hey, babe. I need to inspect your drain plug because you might need an oil change <laughs> from the smell of things. <laughs> Do you think that would work? I don't think so. Hey, babe, you look poor and I'm running rich. Let's get together. How's no. that? <laughs> yeah, well, wow. The perfect line. <laughs> How about doing a smoky burnout with me later? Hey, do you smoke after sex? I don't know. I never looked. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this week's Moto Scan now that we've made things very uncomfortable for you listeners there. I'm uncomfortable. Um, and this, can we put we our pants know. back on now? Yeah. I, that would be the worst idea we did tonight. Okay. Uh, killing another cat and putting our pants on would make this podcast really kooky. Um, let's get into the moto scan. And um, I want to talk about IMS with you too. Did you get to see uh, Jordan and um, Robert the whole time? You you ran like a ramming speed yeah, the, booth, right? The whole time. Uh, no, I did um, I did a, a classic track. I didn't do it, but we were at, we had a classic track day booth in Los Angeles. But um, Did that cost you $4,000, by the way, to have that? It cost me my soul. Oh, my God. I had to take a half pay cut <laughs> to make it happen. I, he's not kidding. He's like... <laughs> but Jordan and Robert are knuckleheads that I work with. So yes, I get to see them yeah. every day. Yeah. We had lots of fun. Dude, they were like, uh, you know, traveling that show. You guys go from... Okay, listen, that show was in November here. And it was what? Well, that was just two weekends. We do the, those back to back. Those are two weekends bu- bookending... Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, but it was also like 70 degrees. Did you go to like, you know, Chicago, Minneapolis, friggin'? Well, yeah, uh, and that was pretty neat too, but people walked in or, you know, drove in. Yeah, but you're like going from SoCal. Oh, fucking shit. I'm so sorry, little cats. Uh, (laughs) 
Jeez. Oh, man. All really? those bullets for one cat. <laughs> they missed him. Look, he's still hanging. The guy's hanging in there. He's, he's literally, his tail. he's hanging in there. Hanging there, buddy. He's a Manx now. He's got no tail. So he's. Monday suck. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you guys went to like negative weather from. I that. love it. Well, it wasn't that cold, but. Um, well, no, you're from we Michigan. To, you I'm like from Michigan. Stuff. I like the cold weather. But you know what? I tell people, hey, listen. In Southern Cal- Southern California, here you barely you barely you saved his it. life. <laughs> here in this part of the world, it's it's so dry, and we're so used to so much drought. And so, just going outside and experience it, I didn't really have the right clothes for it, and I went out for some long goddamn walks. I swear to God, I went and visited all the landmarks in, oh, in Minneapolis oh, outdoors. No. Smoked some ganja and saw Mini Haha Falls, and that was pretty neat. Nice. And then just walked around and just and just checked things out. But um, yeah, I had a couple of days off in between the travel dates. But yeah. um, I, I love going back there, and I like it's it's really interesting to have this little uh, pocket of work to do that takes me around the country because we go to Dallas and DC and Minneapolis, Cleveland, Chicago, and this year we went to Denver. And you get to see a lot of different people and meet different people and really get to see a dynamic of a really good section of that population. Yeah. Um, motorcycles really transcends um, race, uh, right. gender, ethnicity, uh, age. And uh, in the big markets, you're 70,000 people coming through. Right. In three days. Right. And in the smaller markets, there might be 30 or 40. Yeah. So you really get to meet people, and then you get to meet people working with them when you're setting up all the union folks or the worker or the house folks or whatever, different markets. You get to see different things, different union, how everything works. Right. But you do get to um, really get a good... um, a different opinion after being in Southern California here for so long. You dodged that bullet, literally. You know what? Yeah, and I know from experience that you can't lay a piece of tape down here because it's like the you know the studio guilds mm-hmm. and everything without having to pay a union guy to do that, right? And so yeah, yeah when you travel to these smaller markets, we had friends actually. Cleveland Moto uh, Podcast was at the Cleveland uh, IX Center or whatever the hell mm-hmm. they have it, and yep. our our buddies Noble Moto and. Um, uh, Skidmark Garage. Speaking of brown skids, yes, I Skidmark hung out Garage. With them. I went to see their oh, garage. Oh, sweet! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went down and partied with them. So we and had... everyone got hammered, and then I whipped everyone's ass in pool. Yes, and suck then it. tons of uh, tons of fried chicken. <laughs> and everyone was really. And this is another thing. Everyone in that whole place was really fucking nice. Yeah, uh, no, it's I hard imagine. to find a place that isn't oozing like a big place like that. Like one place that was really neat was Lucky Wheels. I mean. Yeah, they had a really good vibe going on there, but other places have so much other stuff going on besides just a cool like you can't kind of hang out. There's so much yeah. other shit going on. It's just P- oozing pretension like, and premise and yeah, and, reputation and uh, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm not down with it either, bro. But this uh, Skidmark Garage place was bad to the bone, and everyone was really really nice. And they build bikes, and they have like it's like Lucky Wheels on on LSD because they have like fucking forty bays. <laughs> It's a no big, shit. it's a big, and there's, and I was like, how long has this place been around? Cause it just looked like it had been there for a hundred years. And it's only like, there for three years. I, so, I, I was think. like, you guys are a bunch of hardened motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you get all this crap? I mean, like in LA, the amount of space they had, we could have parked a couple tanks in there <laughs> easily. And here in LA, we were just like, that kind of space would be like gold. And they that was had crazy with the uh, Yoshi shop shit. too, though. Yeah, Yoshi's place. Cra- was he had a big. set of Freddie Spencer leathers in there, didn't he? 
Yeah, I don't know. He had one of everything. In yeah, there. He, I, I can't he believe they had to move. Dude, if you wanted something weird, yeah. Hey, well, garage company's still open, right? I mean, I have no idea. I have a f- family member who just bought a bike down there about six months ago. A little CL 125 or 175 or something from garage company in Inglewood. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it moved locations, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still down there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's Yoshi running anymore. You're yeah, right, right. But I think he said, yeah, I talked to the owner. So maybe it's new owners. I have no idea. But yeah, no, um, they actually, what Lucky Wheel should have done, and this is what Skidmark does. And I, God, I love that. Being the Brown Skid, my secret agent name, the Brown Skid. Mm-hmm. I love Skidmark Garage. That's such a funny name, right? A little tongue in cheek. They don't mm-hmm. take themselves too seriously. It's kind of like Lucky Wheels. It's kind of a vibey yeah, name. It's fine. But they do bring back, bring them back shop class, which... Um, you know, even when I was a kid, shop class was disappearing. And that was like, you know, when I was a kid, serfdom was still around. This is, we're talking middle-aged dragons were still alive. Yeah. And so by the time you and Wiggins were around, I'm sure they were like, it was a special breed of kids going to shop class still. I had my trapper keeper. <laughs> yeah. And you probably drew, <laughs> drew a whole bunch of dirty stuff on the front, didn't oh, you? On the peachy yes, folders? I did. I did too. trouble. Yep. In my, um, in my uh, Mad Libs. <laughs> Yeah, I got caught. Rad. I I watched Mad Max and um, Horror Vision. You ever see, or Terror Vision? You ever see that movie? Uh, look it up. Do some LSD if you watch it. You will fucking trip out on that. Awesome. But I used to draw pictures of people blowing up cars and having sex with monsters when I was a kid. There and you that, go. Yeah. And on um, when you do it on your peachy folder at school, and not so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get called into the principal's office. But um, but what they did is they brought back shop class and they do they teach local teens. You know, they, they literally uh, partner with schools and I think there's one high school um, that they partner with and they bring the kids down there and they learn stuff. And Lucky Wheels was prime. They were in a primo area. I mean, there was they should have done that. I think it would have boosted because- That's a lot of fucking work. Well, it's a lot of work, but also the membership thing- after you fix your bike, how many people are going to come back again? And how many people are going to have a long term enough? I mean, Lucky Wheels lasted less than a, a decade. Lucky Wheels was less than five years, right? They were only around for four, if I believe their Instagram posts. And the only reason they're surviving as the Lucky Wheels that they are today is because they're doing they're outsourcing stuff. They're doing a lot of custom fab work. Um, Ty is a, an amazing machinist. Mm-hmm. All and so they, he's, All of those guys are great, yeah. great machinists and great workers uh, uh, and right. great creative artists. And so they're doing stuff for other businesses around there um, which is smart because that's right you know what focus on it imagine bringing some kids in and getting a sponsorship through a school and maybe some tool companies that are like hey i'd like to get my name on this you know teaching kids to use our stuff and like teaching kids um burning kids burning kids alive and With a uh, torch fuck i didn't think about that maybe oh i'm a baby Shooting kids all the uh, time. Oh shit! No, don't pick up the gun. While yeah, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. The bike. And and when you're shot peening stuff, you should not use a shotgun to do it. There are special machines that do that now. But yeah, yeah. you know, shot peening stuff the old school way with turkey um, muskets and all that shit. That was hard word for me to get out there. Um, a fuzzy musket. Hey baby, want to ride with me on my CT90 and see the fuzzy musket? That's oh, my pickup line. Um, juicy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, partnering with the school, like the, the guys there that do that, 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 I think that's how they, well, and it's Cleveland, you know, I'm not sure how cheap stuff is in LA. If you want a garage, you're talking about, I don't know what, six mil. <laughs> I don't know what it costs to have a garage in LA, but it's a lot. Back when I lived in Venice, uh, seven or eight years ago, I was renting 
a garage space which was highly, highly uh, reduced in price, and I was paying two. I was paying three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but I think the going rate was more like six hundred. Yeah. Are you talking about for a garage space? Oh, just for garage, just for garage, like just even a pull-in garage, not even yeah, something yeah, yeah, secure, yeah. just like a place to park your car off the street. Add that onto the two thousand dollar rent for the house, and uh, yeah, because or, no two thousand dollar rent for the. Studio. Square foot studio. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I think it's cool what they're doing there. And I'm glad you that's so cool that you got to hang out with them. We just interviewed them about three weeks ago, right before that was happening. We kinda we interviewed so what them did to you pump do it up. Via the phone? You know, as we do. And I can call you now at the ranch, by the way. Um I got our um phone number working. If you'd like to give us a call, you can. Somebody called me actually a couple weeks after Jay disappeared to the fucking mushroom tribe. I, I still have not we have not had Jesus. eyes on Jay. We can't find her. She got abducted by some people. But it, uh, somebody called us, and I regret not picking it up now. They called us from Texas. If you want to give us a call at 740-563-2858, give us a call. Talk to the uh, inspector, um, sweet talker Brady Walker over here. I don't know why I call you inspector. I was going to call you something else. It was my pickup line. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, it's uh, it's – so somebody called and I, I regret not picking it up, but we can call you at the ranch now. So I got that dialed in. That's scary. Yeah, let's do it. Let's. I want to call you at the ranch. I actually want to visit the ranch. How much do you charge? Is it like two thousand dollars for a two hundred square it's foot like, room there? Um, how many kittens do you have left? We take kittens. <laughs> I will. How many did you shoot? Because there, how many are alive left? Well, there's there's oh, six in that one. Just ran one? here. Yeah, just winged it. Shit. He's holding his arm like like John Rand. Look, he's cauterizing it with a blowtorch. That's fucking oh crazy. Cats are smart. Um, I think that we're going to do a couple events this year, and I'm still trying at to get- At the ranch? At the Homestead ranch? ranch? But see, it's hard because I want to do something in March. Maybe it would be re- revolving around my birthday, um, but that's right before Which is weird because your birthday's in September. rush yeah. of April and yeah, May and all I know. the events. And Listen, it might just erase my mind. When you're a promoter- how does that, and I should ask Chris this because he promotes stuff too. Um, kind of barely, <laughs> right? You tell people when it's going to be, and somebody else does the work. Much. But how does that, like, yeah, eat into your finances, your personal time, you and your baby's time, and all well, that shit? It's like, not, it's, it's, it eats into a lot of time. I try to take in stride that I've done it for so long, but it's sort of a uh, roller coaster rush of emotions right. when you really have a lot of emotion. Like I've got more emotions than money invested in these things. And that's why it's probably one of the only reasons I can do it. Or maybe it's a, one of the only reasons it's not a huge uh, um, negative if I fail, you know, either. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a calculated risk and it's not a huge gamble on either end. And so I want to try and keep it as fun as possible, but I get my emotions involved and you have anxiety and you want it to be oh, perfect. Yeah. And blah. yeah. So you start to freak out, but that, <laughs> that starts to get rough. And so the, for the week before, the, 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 especially the Californian, oh, yeah, yeah. like Caroline's just like, she, I, I have to apologize for her thing. I'm like, ah, I can't sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. You know, and, and yeah, you want everything to be perfect. And here's the thing. Somebody at my work always says this too. I, I just want it to be perfect. I want everything to be perfect. And I said, you know what? You're the only one that's going to know if it's not perfect. That's true too. It's the hardest thing to wrap your head around, especially because you do a lot of work. You do a lot of it by yourself. And mm-hmm. that me at work, when I do at, at my actual work, I do a lot of stuff by myself. I want to do it by myself. And I have to think, what am I fucking doing? Like, there's no way to get everything done if you do everything yourself. You have to let it go. You have to realize that there's going to be somebody not happy here or there. But in the end, the people that are coming and the people that are 
observing and going to the event are going to have the best time, regardless of whether you know something's supposed to be there. You know, so-and-so in booth B didn't show up this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to know but you. You know what I'm saying? So, oh no, trust me, I've gone through all that, and it's it's not even the fact that I would be like super bummed because again, I've done so many of these over the years. It's sort of you sort of, you know, it's like okay, it's great, it's not, and you can and you can you can deal with it, but you still it's it's you still want it to be the best it can be, and um, listen, I got to tell you, the Californian last year was you think it was neat. It was hand over fist, way better than the year before, which was better than you. You've gotten better every single year, and I didn't know how it was going to happen, especially with all the shit happening at Santa Anita right now. All I hear on the fucking news, and maybe, and maybe this is in mm. um, the lower half of California. I'm going to spare a fucking kitten's life right now. In the lower half down here of California, the southwestern corner of America, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's local to us, but I keep hearing the count. They, they're, they're, every other racetrack around the world is just like crossing their fingers that the arrow doesn't get pointed back at them because they're focusing on how many horses have died at, at Santa Anita recently. And it's like, come on, I, I was so praying last year that the event would happen because I wasn't sure with the amount of rain that we got and everything that was going on for your sake that it would happen. And yeah. now um, the same thing this year. They keep talking about it. And I'm like, dude, this a motorcycle event depends on the <laughs> The Kentucky Derby to happen, so please keep yeah. raising. Well, I I, I think that um, we could probably do the event with or without the horse racing. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of unique. I, there's other options for the, the actual show, but the event was sort of born out of that idea, and I um, want to keep doing it. Right um, there, I'm, it's not like I'm saying that I'm, I'm promoting killing horses, and for In anyone who does any. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Shit. Oh god. That gun was loaded. Oh god damn it. I was just looking at it. I didn't even know we had a fucking horse in the studio. Oh my god. That's I saw one this, of the champion race horses, I saw you this asshole. Fucking basket He's of kids. here the whole time. Oh god. When Wiggins uh, was talking about horsepower, I didn't know that was the horse's name. Oh I thought he was no. talking about the motorcycle behind you. Oh shit. We fucked up big time. But the event's still gonna go down. But I think it's still it's still gonna go down. And people gotta realize that there's the horses die at all these tracks all around the country all the time it's not a it's not a, and it's not a good thing it's not no. a, it's not a great thing if i can say something i used to uh ha- live on a boarding ranch my my grandparents boarded horses for their income when they were older horses died even like just walking out in the field like horses yeah. die just like people mm-hmm. they just die and whether they die doing what they love or die eating a fucking you know mm-hmm clover in a field uh you know i'd rather go doing what i love and i Mm -hmm. then these thoroughbreds i can tell you they love to run we had a few thoroughbreds and there was nothing more they loved than to get out of the stall and just fucking haul ass um and yeah i know they like to run and so i don't know i mean it's not i'm with you there like it's it's a fine line for sure because i love animals more than anything but i think it's a neat correlation and we're gonna actually um, actually we're gonna um as long as everything still moves along, we're gonna do one up north in September oh, shoot. at Golden Gate Fields, and we're adding a huge swap meet and everything. Oh my god! So that'll be the Californian <clears throat> North, and nice. that'll probably be the second or third weekend. You can't call September. it the Californian; you have to call it the Southern Oregon or something like that. The Southern Oregonian. <laughs> it's gonna be neat because it's another horse track, oh, so my it's god. pretty neat. Here's what's gonna happen in about ten years when nah. when people. When everyone gets quote more woke than when possibly thought, ra- racing giraffes. Yeah, yeah, when we finally run out of mammals to race, that <laughs> people like agree is okay. We race we're, the we're, most dangerous mammal. 
<laughs> That's uh, a novel by Brady Walker, the most dangerous mammal race. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I had the movie coming on Netflix. Race to die. <laughs> um, They'll revert back to motorcycles, and hopefully we can use some of these friggin'. Uh, I mean, they're longer than a mile. I don't know how many furlongs is in a mile. I couldn't. Oh, I can't yeah. do that math right now. But I can't. I don't even know how many kilometers is in a mile. But yeah. um, I could tell you what. Wouldn't that be grand that be to have that neat. track back for uh, TTs and and monster trucks and anything? But horse racing. I mean, shit. But anyways, the derby. I'm sure the, the, the fine people of. Um, Arcadia in those beautiful homes that. there overlooking. <laughs> I would love to hear place. all that. They'd be like, can we also do yes. nitrous jet cars <laughs> as well and melt a fucking car with its flame? Why don't we just race uh, the Red Bull airplanes here too while we're at it? Anything, yeah. Can we launch the space shuttle there? <laughs> hey, you know what? Elon Musk might want to launch SpaceX out we, of the they, infield. They're not racing horses anymore. There's yeah. enough room for all that. <laughs> right. Our whole industry. We you, can test submarines there. You won't see more Lamborghinis and friggin' um, Ferraris than you will around that track or like Santa Anita Mall because oh all the horse owners live over there. Dude, Imagine if it went to motorcycles. Yeah, old Fords and shitty vans over there. They'd, I'm sure they'd love it. Property values dropping in Arcadia. The horse is sort of, to, the horse, the price of the horse to them and its loss is probably kind of like the, the price of losing Spamla. <laughs> yeah, so $700, right? <laughs> Maybe like three hundred dollars. Yeah, God, <laughs> you're overpricing that bike, Spamla. If you can hear this, <laughs> um, no, but actually, right, and and um, which is another sad truth because they they force them. So uh, the one thing that's the one thing I can say that um, from the news I've heard is that Santa Anita has taken the opportunity to really impose some really heavy duty regulations, more regulations on the horse racing, including. Banning certain substances and banning doping and the you know they, all they do this and, and doing it the morning of and then having a certain age cutoff. Yep. Um, also, I saw that they had some special kind of X-ray machine. They got to put the horses through to make sure that the leg is actually sturdy enough um, because you know some of the irresponsible owners will run horses and they're too young and their little legs are like toothpicks. You got to yeah. wait till they're three, four, five and they've got some structure, but they don't want to. They don't care. Yeah. We're not talking you know fifty dollars spamala horses. We're talking like the big leagues. This is like. Like Just a fucking, this is like a uh, Vulcan. Yeah. Oh, shit. Or, boss or a GSX 1100. Yeah. G. yeah. So G. there G are is. races when I go to San Diego uh, for like two year olds. And <laughs> like they, they class them out like that because, yeah, they don't want them racing against the bigger ones, these huge buff, you know. And they, yeah, and they and I don't you're know right. enough about it, but yeah. I think that they're, everyone's, you know, not happy about any of that shit. How, are you, everyone's do you, unhappy. Do you agree that we should still use horsepower as a measurement for motor work or should we transfer over to the watt because by watts we're making it's almost like if you weigh kilograms versus pounds like it's it looks like less but it's actually more you know what i'm saying like the watts you're gonna really feel lame if you use watts because there's you know four million watt water well you know you make 65 watts instead of 75 horsepower it's gonna look like less you know what i'm saying yeah like, no we'll yeah. stick with horsepower we'll stick with horsepower um, the biggest question I have is: There going to be a derby at the derby? Because I already told my whole friggin' Boy Scout pack that there was going to oh be. Oh my gosh! You may yes. have. You may have. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes. A hundred people and showing nudging, up this year. I'm going to be nudging um, Deus Ex Machina oh and my Alpine Stars that. Yeah, they need to make the dream a reality. Yeah, oh my God! We and will have ice cold beers for all the kids. I think though the uh, <laughs> at the Pinewood Derby, <laughs> nice. Okay. The Boy Scout cars are different though for that track. 
they if will, you use the same track, they it's will a different work track. on it. They will work on it. Uh, we just ran the Derby this. What year, I'd like to do is donate. I could donate cars to the classes. Oh, sweet. Well, I will just tell them bring the one we just had the Derby, uh, the twenty sixth of January. So there's like we have to figure out the fifty weight. boys out there with cars. The weight is the biggest thing. Five ounces is the Boy Scout cutoff. And last year, do. last year I think your there's kids, a couple people that just were nuts. With yeah, them. it's like twelve ounce cars going down. They're like looking. Mom was like illegal. One of them was an actual car, like it had a motor and like exhaust. Like someone everything. was like, "Oh my god!" Someone then the horse came through. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Why, why is this always? Why is everyone taking LSD on this at uh, the Kentucky Derby Day? You know what's funny? Last year the kids uh, wanted to play with the car. The little kids that were there wanted to play with the cars. Yep. And I was like, oh man. I, I think one of them got bro- broke a car, didn't it? Uh huh. And I, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, don't play with them. And the dad's like, like looking at me like, what a dick. Like, yeah, don't touch it. You know, it's like a three year old kid. And I was like, how? Do you, it's like telling a kid don't have fun, don't play with the toy that's out there, right? <laughs> but one of them did break somebody's car, and I was like, ooh, well, that's why I said not to do it. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but. uh but no. yeah, fucking kids. Shit, kids. They're you can't live with them, and you can't shoot them like a bag of kittens. No. Nope. Oh, I mean, no. I just, I didn't, I just a warning shot. I didn't get him. I just wanted to shoot because we were talking Fire about kids. Um, but yeah, so the Derby, the Derby. I'm really excited about that. Oh, I, good. I told the whole pack about it. I can't wait. I want to do Solstice Slam early this year so I can mail out. Like last year, I mailed out kits to people that had submitted to Solstice Slam so they could mail. Did them they back. ever mail them back? The guy that fucking won. That one last year. Which, which one was his? Remember Hellhammer? That weird. It looked like a old nineteen forties plane fuselage. Oh, yes, and he won the overall trophy. That's right. And That's he amazing. fucking had some engineering up that thing's sleeve. He's a drag racer. He's that guy right there on the bottom picture of the white and blue bike. Oh gosh, that was great. So yeah. if he did that, then we yeah. gotta we gotta do that again. Oh, he loved it. And and so yeah, I, I was like so excited to be a little kid though. I mean, come on, buddy. If you're listening right Well, now. the races is fun, and um, but the cool thing that we also had, which was impromptu, is that we had some special judges for the um, design competition. Yeah, that was so cool. We had Miguel Galuzzi and Keo. Yeah. And- From Keo's Garage. Yeah, there was a third one. Well, Shinya was oh, there. Oh, Shinya, but he, no, it was Shinya. Yeah, yeah. Was Keo there as well? Ke- it was Shinya, Keo, and Miguel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was pretty cool, because we had just seen um, Shinya's bike at the OG show a few months earlier. Um, I really, you know, it's so cool. I was, I was reading the news. I got a press release. This is so funny. Ducati sent me this press release and then I went to sign into the media site and they're like, Oh, whoops. We sent it a little too early, <laughs> but apparently, uh, Miguel works at the Pasadena design center, right? Yep. Or like the art center. Art center. So they just came out with a, like a new, um, scrambler down there and, and a, like a pro version. Um, and they were all over it and I think he was part of that they were trying to give the design center students a, a, a chance at redesigning the the new to be new um, like 2021 or 2020 scramblers and so I thought man like we literally have a guy that's designing bikes that are selling like hotcakes like today and, and they're do you know what they're all really nice people too yeah oh it was so good. they were so into the, it um, they were Alex, so cool Alex um, Earl is over there uh-huh. and he um, we um uh Yes, I went over did. there and uh, went to one of their classrooms once because I was begging them to join and do the stupid uh, yeah. competition or whatever yeah. for the for the thing, and uh, it was really really interesting. It's it's kind of a really big deal, pretty yeah. big rush over there at that school. Oh, it's pretty I bet. Heavy. I bet. Um, our our buddies at Steady Garage too. I gave them a bike, but they were too. They were like just about to do a custom. Well, they did a custom Goldwing, and they were bu- busy getting ready a bike 
to deliver a bike to Dubai or something. They were, they were like all, yeah. you know, they're always up to something. So they didn't have time to do theirs either. It was the people that like we shipped it out to that shipped them back. That was really cool. So I can't wait for that again this year. Yep, we'll I, do it. Uh-huh. May 2nd. Yes. So if you're listening to this and you don't live in, um, the lower part of California that's to the south. <laughs> We're gonna spare this poor fucking cat. He's been his his fucking arms must be tired. He's been hanging up there a while. But yeah, the uh, the Californian is gonna be coming up, and I can't wait to do that. Is Daffa Wines coming back because? They were at the uh, IMS show, and they were, I got to say, like... They hit it off. I'm, I'm working on them. I'm riding on them. Um, <laughs> As they're fucking riveting or fucking trailer they, together. I next. thought that was uh, the, the, the Tommy gun taking out the cats. Listen, we're getting, we're getting fire, guys. I'm going to have to return some fire. Yes. Take them off the ridge. Fucking shit. We got those guys. Um, um, yeah, I, I would love for the Dofo to come back. I, um, I've, I'm trying to... Uh, let me run something by you um, and maybe the listeners. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, maybe we could do in the afternoon, do like a little um, sit down dinner type thing, have a couple of neat uh, motorcycle legends, maybe talk or sign autographs or yeah. give hand jobs. What do you guys think ab- about that? After the uh, award ceremony, but there's a, that time between the award ceremony, the, the end of the motorcycle awards and the Pinewood Derby ends right. around three. And then three hours later, it's like six o'clock when everyone can bring their trucks in and all that. Yeah. Kind. People are milling so around. three hours. And so I was thinking, let's give them something to do. Like, you I know. I would love to get a hand job by the Dofo, the Dofos. No, not the Dofos. Oh, you know, Maybe like someone like uh, Gary Nixon. Or, oh, damn. Yeah. You know, Gary Nixon, uh, Wayne Rainey. Wayne um, Rainey. Yeah. He actually, yeah, you know what? He's Chris Wiggins will be a superstar. <laughs> his hands are too rough. I've seen his hands. Uh, there he goes throwing a knife around the studio. Last last week he was throwing them all around his house. Yeah, so this is really cool. Um, I, I can't wait for this. And uh, yeah, and yeah, as I say, that's a weird transition. Huh? Um, so yeah, let's get into this week's moto scan while we have Brady here before we get attacked. They're coming in again. Brady, reach around, throw a fucking grenade out here, that fucking window. Here, I'll toss this one right here. Fucking right on, bro. Nice. Thanks for the cover fire. <laughs> I think we got him. You got Whoa. my hand. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, it's going to be hard to high-five you after this show. I hope show. it was the clutch hand. We can just put a recluse in there. Listen, there's people that ride motorcycles with one hand. I've seen it. They did backflips. I've seen a one-handed backflip. It's fucking awesome. Um, this week's moto scan is going to be wheels and tires. And I, I did text you. you. I hope you guys brought some fucking info. Please, somebody tell us about Comstars or fucking some crazy, like, uh, Buchanan spokes or something. Somebody has some some rich info. All I really have is tire info um, uh, to bring to this show. And I know, Wiggins, you built wheels for rolling sand, so hopefully you know what a wheel is, and hopefully you know what a tire is. But So this week, we're doing the Moto Scan, and if you've never been, if you haven't listened to the show, or this is your first time listening to the show, all of us have our pants off and we're on LSD right now. But what's important is we're going to teach you something today. We've been doing a thing called a moto scan for the last six or seven weeks where it's like we're taking a laser and we're shooting it at a at a motorcycle. So we're going top down and front to rear. So we're kind of doing like an X, Y axis. We hit the front fairing and the windshield. We, we got down to the triple trees. We shot through to the... Um, what's it called, the, the fuel tank and back to the seats. And we included the rear body and some of the fairings because to be true, to be true, to be true, they are sometimes the rear, like on a you know race bike, is a fairing, so to speak. But we're, we're continuing down. We hit the triple trees. We hit the um, the forks and suspension. We didn't get into the Hossicks and all that shit because Wiggins and I did like a suspension challenge. But now we're getting in it. We did fenders. 
That was fucking mm. sweet. And now we're doing wheels and tires because we're hitting mm. the wheels and tires. Um, yeah. And eventually we're going to be smashing into the frame. We'll get into all that stuff later. But let's get through with the front of the bike first. So f- wheels and tires. Um, I know quite a bit about tires, but I, I, I know very little about wheels. Um, all I know about wheels is what I see and what I like. Um, I'm a big fan of spoked wheels, mostly because um, – most of the riding that I did as a kid was on dirt bikes and even street bikes that had spoke tires at the time. I love the look. Um, and they don't break. If you hit a bump, like Wiggins actually busted one of his wheels, hitting another, running over another rider or another bike, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trusty. Yeah. Um, spoke, but on a spoke, that would have done the same. Wh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. You can, and you can taco a rim and still keep your spokes and maybe I'll have to replace a few spokes on a spoked wheel. On a cast wheel, you're done. Once that rim is bent or once the thing breaks and they're, they're, they don't have any give. A lot of true dirt bikes and true ADV bikes, I know the B- GSs all have cast wheels but they have spoke wheel options, especially those cross spokes. Um, it's to give you some give. Spokes have a little bit of play, and that's why you're never going to find a lot of um, real motocross bikes or anything on cast wheels, even though you might be able to make them lighter. I like a cross poke. Yeah, that's your. Is that your pickup line? Yeah. I wish. I wish, you know what? I hey, wish babe, I had. A, you ready for a cross poke? I wish I had my fucking wah pedal because I would just go yeah. every time you said that. Um, but yeah, so the cross pokes, um, those are a type of spoke wheel. Most spokes are like um, profile laced. Like if you're with, if you have a Harley Davidson, you know that term very well. They're laced right down the center of the wheel, and then you have cross spoked wheels, which are laced to the outside of the rim, and that allows you to run a tubeless tire. Um, and a lot of the GSs, um, maybe Triumphs. I'm not too sure about the Tigers and all that stuff, but maybe um, really fancy ADV bikes like KTMs and Triumphs have that too, where they have cross-spoked wheels. But uh, if you have a fat tire bicycle, you know what I'm talking about, even though those take an inner tube, they're cross-spoked. They're spoke to the outside of the bead so that you can run a tubeless tire in there um, and not have to carry around tubes. Um, although you can still run a tube in a tubeless tire if you have to, and I would recommend it actually. Um, so yeah, tires, you guys, you guys can talk about tires. To me, tires are like oil. You shouldn't be telling anybody what type of tires to run, what type of tires are the best, what type, you know, it's all personal preference, just like oil. Um, for the most part, your bike handles. uh, Unless you really, really ride a lot, you really don't know much about tires. Exactly. Or oil. And if you're like just a Sunday driver and you've got an old Triumph or an old bike that you take out once in a while for a cruise, <laughs> it does, the tires don't yeah. matter. It's probably some vintage fucking Avon shit. Yeah. Even when it comes but, down to racing, yeah. uh, a lot of times uh, there'll be a spec tire for certain classes, so that doesn't matter that everybody's on the same tire. Or when you start to break it up by what tire people are winning on, it's more or less the bike and the rider than the tire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tires are one of those things that I think people develop preferences over and talk about, uh, and they don't make that big of a difference. Flat track, for instance, a lot of riders though that are good will have a preference, and even if it's in their head, if it makes them a better rider, yeah, (laughs) yeah, or a sponsor, if it's in their head and it makes them a better rider, sometimes that's totally worth it too, you know? Yeah, Yeah. and and that's the thing too is that uh, I read this thing where um, there's a guy that does. Uh, suspension out in in the Inland Empire and he said people when he was at the track people would come in complain of something he'd go over there with the spanner and okay I fixed it he said I didn't change a damn thing and they went out and they're like yeah man this thing's handling so much better he's like racers get it in their head that something works a certain way and so like you're saying if it's tires and they have a preference 
you better make sure they have that tire because it's not mm-hmm. whether or not it's working better. They think it's working better, and they'll ride how they think it's working. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's one thing. Um, I think you and I talked about it before when we did a suspension challenge. Wiggins brought in this bombshell. The tires are actually your first suspension because whether or not mm-hmm. you're on a rigid or not, they absorb some of the some of the shock. And that's why I'm saying that's I love it. I love spoke wheels because they also add to that give. But um, if you start going too bit too fat or too skinny, um, and then there's also on your tire you have to be uh, aware of the speed rating because you can't if you go down in speed rating, um, I wouldn't recommend that. Going up in speed rating even is is okay, but um, it it means the sidewalls are probably stiffer, so it does other things to your handling. So a lot of times, uh, I think I was reading this article on Revzilla a while ago that was saying keep with the, the OEM. They 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 test this bike, they develop this bike with a certain um, suspension and wheel and tire in mind. So people get them and start to change them, and it changes the rake and the trail the and whole like the, damn thing. Dude, You're absolutely right. You, about you throw that. the geometry, even going to different tire specs. So they're saying yep. if you go a uh, higher speed rating it usually means a stiffer sidewall and a stiffer sidewall means you're not spooning that thing on that's why dirt bikes <laughs> are easy to spoon on and street bikes not so easy to spoon on they have a really stiff sidewall because if you get a flat um they're stiffer than car sidewalls because they want you to be able to safely maneuver over to the side even though it's going to give you some soggy feeling steering um never ever if you get a puncture on the sidewall or damage to the sidewall it's not repairable if you plug the center Technically, you lose your whole entire speed rating. Um, like your tire goes down to like ba- you know basic bitch. I guess is that's a good term. That's actually my yeah, pickup line. When you plug it a lot, of, and I've ran plugged tires, and I mean I wouldn't run them at like Willow, but you know for commuting and stuff there, whatever. But it you hear the the cords like tear when you. Th- like shove the plug and the tool through the hole. Yeah. So um, that's a good pickup line. Too. Yeah. Um, Let me shove my hole through my tool through your hole. Yeah. Um, plug. Plug. So yeah, I mean that's a lot that has to do with it too because those belts in the tire what keeps it round right. when it's when it's spinning so fast. Yeah, and that's another good point. There's two types of tires. There's radial and there's bias ply. And radials basically have steel belts that go at a 90 degree, like a perpendicular angle across the bead of the tire from one side to the other. And bias ply are laced at like between like a 30, I think it's like 30 to 60 degree or 30 to 45 degree angle. It's a bunch of like nylon cords and stuff where radials are usually steel belted radials. And the bias plies are usually uh, um, some sort of like, the. sometimes they have fiberglass, sometimes they have that weird cord that's like, not Kevlar, but it's something like that, some weird like bulletproof sort of fiber. And they're woven back and forth um, uh, like in a, in a triangle around, and that's the bias is the uh, the the reason it's called bias is because the bias is the angle. Bias, yeah, yeah. bro, you can't be biased on these things. But they bias. offer a different you a different sort of wear and a different sort of um, like plugging one versus the other. You know, is, is is totally different, and the way they the way they um, get destroyed is different. Um, one thing I do have to say is if your tires, people say if your tires are ten years old, get rid of them. I think the tires on Spamla are just about 
eight years old. Oh, brother. And they're fine. (laughs) (laughs) There's a few cracks from dry rot, but, you know, not too bad. That's the thing is I keep it in the – I've always garage spamless, so the tires are pretty – I mean, they might be a little hard, but they were always a little hard. It was like I felt like I was riding around on crayons on that bike anyway. And you're probably fine. You're not not putting so much G-forces on it. Right. If I were going to track days and leaning over, I'd be worried. But, yeah, driving down to the market uh, is another thing. But, yeah, you know, and slicks. You guys you guys can talk more than I can about slicks. Uh, your tires are a good indicator whether they're cupped. That tells you that they're probably underinflated. Um, when you're at the track and they look all sketchy and they're not smoothly, they look like feathers or like really weird um, – like stucco, your suspension's probably off. If they look smoothly worn and have this nice like sandpaper grit, that means that your suspension's probably dialed in and you're getting as much traction as you can. Um, the chicken strips, that thing's a fallacy. That uh, sometimes your bike can't lean all that the way just over. means you're not riding hard enough. <laughs> well, yeah, go all the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, go all the way. Even if your pe- peg is scraping, lean it over further. <laughs> yeah, chicken strips to me is like some some bikes don't lean that far over. Um, I know for the SCR, I think drags peg t- turn into the driveway. Yeah, so it drags it's like, peg a lot. Jesus Christ. Real easy. Uh, so yeah, I'll never get rid of the chicken strips on that thing. It's physically impossible. I, ha- I have to break the um, exhaust pipe off to get <laughs> Get rid of them on the right do side. Do what you need to do. <laughs> there you go. Put a um, put a fucking what are those like semi pipes that has like the little flapper? At the yeah. Top? Put a straight stacks. pipe straight up. Do some uh, stacks on there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Some stacks. Um, but yeah, do whatever you need to get rid of those chicken strips. Take a fucking angle grinder to your tire. You don't want your friends seeing those. No, to me, chicken strips are are wicking strips. They're they're a myth. They're a thing that uh, if you're a commuter, you don't even worry about probably. But there is a thing on your tire that will be a number. And if the number is 4209 or like 109 or 0109, I can tell you your tires are over a decade old because the first number is what week they were made in. The second number is what year. So 0109 would be the first week of uh, <laughs> 2009. Um, so go and get those. Look look for that. Look for your treadwear indicator. One thing that I did when I spooned Spamless tires on, there was two fucking dots on the tire. Mm. One was like the dude must have tripped and stamped it because that's where your uh, the valve stem is supposed to line up with the valve stem because that's where it balances. That's the heaviest point of the, or the lightest point of the tire, and mm-hmm. the valve stem adds the weight, right? So there was two little dots on there, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" So it was, that's why I always had this weird vibration on the front end. I I recently let all the air out and spun the fucking tire. Got a good bicep workout doing that um, and trap workout, spinning the fucking tire on the rim. You know, like I spooned nice. it, spooned it loose and spun it around. But yeah, so you, there's little indicators. If you guys are doing it, make sure um, you have the rotation going the right way and you line up the little dot with the uh, the valve stem. Check your tread wear indicators. Don't put too skinny of a tire on a fat wheel because it'll change the arch of the tire and actually flatten it out and make steering worse, like cornering worse. Because the wider your tires, the harder it is to corner. Um, I'm hoping you guys have some wheel shit because I know a lot about tires. I don't know that much about wheels. They're I think round. The, the biggest thing with round. tires is you, you want to make sure you have the correct tire for what you're doing. Yeah. And and that's definitely a lot of it. And then a lot of people like to buy cheap tires. But oh, you yeah. got to remember, like, your tires are your first line of defense. It's what keeps you connected. And if your tires don't connect, you're going to have problems. And call your mama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing else on the bike that, like, 
<laughs> is more important to that thing sticking to where it's meant to stick. Yeah, that's what touches you to keep the rubber side down is the actual, yeah. uh, and that's actually a good pickup that's, line too. Uh, hey, baby, keep the rubber side down, 8 o'clock, my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See um, you there. Right, you have a credit card size patch. <laughs> Another good pickup line. <laughs> I'm just coming, they're just coming out of me now. I don't know what's going on. But that's what holds you to the to the road on a motorcycle and in a car you have four of those and they're the size of a goddamn iPad, right? So on a motorcycle, you're really you're relying on this small, small area. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, doing, keeping it to what you're doing, like, yeah, you know what? You can, you can ride knobs on the twisties, not the same way you ride slicks yeah. <laughs> and the twisties are like a, a good different. road tire. It's a little different. They wiggle a little, they feel different. My fucking SCR sounds like I'm driving a goddamn lifted Ford F-150. The tires yeah. are so loud on the freeway. So also if you're commuting, don't commute on knobs or like, you know. Or be a knobber. Knob don't job. be a knobber. <laughs> That's not a good pickup line. No. I, be a knobber would be a good pickup line. Um, but yeah, like think about the the noise and the wear. You, you're going to wear your knobbies down. So if you're like... Most of the BMWs that end up at Starbucks parking lots, they have like a 90-10 fucking road to street or road yeah. to dirt tire anyway or like an 80-20. But yeah, be be aware of like what you're doing. Like Wiggins said, if you're going to be riding off-road more, um, get a good off-road tire. If you're going to be commuting to the to the trails, you can get like a, a 70-30 or something like that. Um, that's a good pickup line too. Get a 70, 30. No, that's a terrible pickup line. Um, but yeah, so, and as far as wheels go, I can't speak to this cause I have always stuck with the stock shit, but like you guys do track days. How much, how much impact does a wheel have on performance of like the cornering and shit like that? And like centrifugal force and, and, uh, G, you know what I'm saying? Lateral forces and all that. I think that a lot of shit. times w- with um, certain racers, they change wheel sizes because of availability for tires and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's going to say more the than same. anything. It's not like you know, uh, unless you're fucking really, really so bad to the bone, are you going to do something to lighten the weight? And that would yeah. probably be all of it. It would probably be some sort of carbon fiber or some sort of alloy or something. Yeah, like aluminum. Yeah, usually. Block. The reason I've always changed tires or changed wheel sizes was like for flat track, and it's you're changing wheel size actually to accommodate the tires, right? So you you, you pick it based on your tire choice if if that's what you're doing. In a lot of the vintage classes, do you have to run the stock wheels on them? Because I mean, think about it: seventeens are like the go-to tire size for sport bikes, right? So a lot of these old vintage bikes were on 16, 19 or like 16, 18 or anything in between there, right? I mean, I don't know what the rules are. Shit, you. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Why don't you look it up in, uh, online? I'm looking up the Google. armor rules. Hang on, guys. Hey, this show Siri. is about to get really long. I'm about to. <laughs> Siri? Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm not that fancy. Um, son oh. of a bitch. Um, I can't look it up. I just got punched in the face. I went to look it up and, and my thing is not named Siri. When you call it a different name, Uh-oh. you get, yeah. You get the Yeah, you know what don't call your Don't call your thing a different name on Valentine's Day for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, I think like, yeah, the the 17s, a lot of people I know swap out if they don't have 17s. I'm sure everybody does. But for ro- uh, flat track, 18 used to be the size, man, like back in the day and now it's 19. So maybe they'll go to 24 pretty soon. You'll just be able to run over the dude like, you'll yeah. be able to put mountain bike tires on Speedway there. Speedway used to have 23s in the rear. <laughs> Fucking weird. Speedway's weird though. It is. It, mine's a it's a twenty one front, I believe, and a nineteen rear. Yeah. Or maybe it is a twenty three front. 
Uh, I think it's only 21. Yeah. Speedway and hill climb, I assume, are like the weirdest. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like trials is weird. And trials is weird. Trials, actually, those tires on trials bikes running at like four PSI never pops off the bead. By the way, the bead is the um, usually wrap. It's like it's like a steel ring wrapped at the edge of the tire. That's where it seats up against your wheel. And uh, those things are hard as fuck to pop off on certain bikes. Well, they're, they're supposed to be. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not you're putting a lot of force pulling on them and not a lot of air in some of them. Right, so. yeah. And so trials bikes, when those things like jump and shit, yeah, they like run in like four or six pounds of pressure and they like yeah. leap up all sorts of shit. And the, the tires almost have like knobbies all the way around the sides because they just like latch onto a surface. You could jump up a fucking... A gla- yeah, like right up a glass building on a trials bike. I saw I saw a guy do it. Tony Boo did it on his uh, Honda, but um, but yeah. So I don't know. I, to me, tires and and wheels are super interesting, just as interesting as fuel tanks were. Um, but we're not going to talk about it anymore because we're getting late in the show, and I don't want to. I don't want to get. You know, we need to get Brady home safe. Um, we need to still battle the battle the uh, the ghoulies down the street. <sighs> Shit, listen, the monsters coming out and scaring <laughs> the me. chuds. Yeah, and don't run. There's a, there is a chud that looks out that one sewer. And they- I said it's not even Halloween, you assholes. <laughs> they tried to attack me in the way in. Yeah, and so I think it's because they think my uh, motorcycle is their mom. <laughs> <laughs> the maroon balloon. Like, um, uh, listen, if you haven't, go out and watch Ghoulies or fucking... What was that? Was Ghoulies the one where the apartment building had like the weird shit in it? That was Ghoulies, right? I don't remember. Oh though. I, I saw them all though. <laughs> or Critters. Watch Critters Ghoulies, Critters, and fucking Terror Vision. And Goonies. And Goonies. Goonies and Ghoulies. And Gremlins. I kind of wish Josh Bellin was in both of those. <sighs> Gremlins. Uh, <laughs> Gremlins. Um, so yeah, we're gonna wrap up the show. Thank you guys. Thanks for hanging out, Brady, and telling us all about the the Arma stuff that's coming up and the Californian. Um, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Wiggins, I'm excited. We're gonna make the veggie plate. We're gonna come out there and support you on that. Ooh, yeah. The Catalina GP. I hope some riders do. Yeah. Hey, you better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hooligan class of three. <laughs> um, if you need, dude, I, well, I'll just run out to the parking lot and say, hey, guy, or anybody, come in. We need, you know, we need some riders. Um, but yeah. I'm looking forward to the stuff. This is going to be an epic, epic 2020. Um, don't get coronavirus. Don't um, get it. Don't get it. If you think of some cool, it, it is Valentine's Day. Call us uh, at 740-563-2858. If I don't pick up, leave a message. Tell us what you did for Valentine's Day. Give us your pickup lines. Maybe we'll play them on next week's show. Oh, that'd, kind of that'd be fine. And then uh, if you want a fucking derby for the derby car, um, yeah, let us contact know. the if show. Actually, create, we'll do it. Create if you actually spend yeah. the time. We'll get it out to you. And if you uh, have some creativity, I mean, we did our cars in like half an hour. We're just like, <laughs> let's do shots. Give me that saw. It's all about fun. All done. Right, right. Uh, you, uh, you have paint? Throw it on there. You only have all eight done. fingers, but that's fine. Can I just paint it with the blood from cutting myself? <laughs> There's a lot of red cars. A lot of red cars. A lot of red cars. Event. Yeah, if you want to check it out, bradywalker.com. Yes. For info, um, check out Ramming Speed Racing on Instagram um, or Classic Track Day or the Californian Motor Show. All oh, on Instagram. there's just so many. Yeah. I'm falling asleep thinking about how many fucking social media channels there uh, are. That's It's yeah. a job, my friend. You need, a, so, you need a social media it was supposed to be fun. <laughs> well, shooting cats was not supposed to be fun, but tonight we really did a number on it. There's I one. Shoot so many. <gasps> yeah, you guys, you got, you got to cut the that. last one. Nope. He, I called it off. I called it off oh, that okay. airstrike. I pulled an audible. Um, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, guys. Quiet down there. Um, Wiggins, you can find him at Wig09 on the Instagrizzle. Also, SoCal Hooligans. Yep. 
And you're going to be at a knife show. Let it tell us all you about that. SoCal. Oh Shoot yes, I got on February 22nd. I'm going to set up at the Cal Knives show in Brea. Are you making so, the knives? Yeah. Awesome. I've seen yeah. a little bit of your work. Yeah. So how many got, are you going to have out there to show? Uh, not enough, so. but I'm going to have a few. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. Some of the new stuff I'm really excited about. I got some good stuff coming down the oh, pipes. and People can go out there and get original. Yeah. Some that's of it's fucking cool. Listen, Super cool. If you have a, one of Wiggins' knives, don't accost anybody in a fucking Kmart parking lot. Yeah, with don't them. do that. That is my... Don't get charged with carrying a dirt because <laughs> yes. you're... Assaulting someone, right. and for saying so, Cal, I think I have. But they're to do... very good at assaulting if you really need to do it. Yeah, yeah, they'll do the job. Self defense only, yes. not because you're trying Play to burn a, a van down and someone's telling you to stop. And no. self defense isn't when your wife says, "Hey, that fence isn't going to paint itself." Defense, you know. Oh God, that's a terrible dad joke. I'll shoot myself for that. And since I said so, Cal, there goes that last cat that was hanging on the rafter. Sorry, Bray. We didn't get to get it, make cat jerky. Next time you're around, we're going to we'll, say we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. That's because at the beginning of the show, they were all alive. We killed a horse tonight, too. This is fucking an epic show. Well, that's I, I want to get out of here before I have to fucking help clean up that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of explaining to do. All right, everybody. Well, with that, uh, t- ride fast. Um, do whatever you do on your motorcycle, right? Hold the grips. I need to think of a cool sign up. Hold the grips and twist the right one. Something stupid like that. But at any rate, at any rate, throttle hard. Throttle hard. That's a good pickup line. <laughs> we will break less. And when you when you go to someone's house and they have handlebars on the bedroom wall, you know you're in for a treat. Happy uh, Valentine's Day, everybody. And with that, we're out. See you guys later. Bye. Hey, everybody, this is Funky Junkie wishing you a happy uh, Valentine's Day. Happy Friday. Uh, if you want to reach the show, reach us at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at creative underscore writer and all the other social medias like Facebook and Instagram and all that great stuff at uh, Creative Writing Podcast. If you want to check us out, you're obviously listening to us on a podcast app right now. But if your friend has pointed you out to us or if you're pointing out to your friend that wants to listen to the show, tell them they can hear us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Google Play Store. We're, we're there somewhere. Of course, we're on iTunes. We're on most of the sound or, uh, podcasting apps and uh, on some of the great ones like Stitcher and Spotify and iTunes and all that great stuff. Um, something I didn't mention in this week's episode is uh, we kind of got ourselves into, well, I got myself into a Bosusoku build-off with the Nokomoto podcast. We'll probably talk about that next week. And also the Santa Cruz Film Festival. Our buddies at the Recycle Garage are going to be part of it this year. So if you're up in Santa Cruz, go check that out. And more details to come on that. We'll try to mention this on next week's show. And uh, with that, we're finally out of here for reals. All right, have a good weekend.